Welcome back to the Kitten Krista podcast, episode 37. We're getting very close to Halloween. Happy Halloween, by the way. Look so at our wonderful have, set. Yeah, all these cool decorations up on our set. It's very festive. It's not scary, which is good. Spoopy. I have a lot of... That's numbers. the vibe. Spoopy is the vibe. <laughs> yes. Um, today, we are approaching... The fifth anniversary for Super Mario Odyssey. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, it might be the anniversary. The, yeah. The day. The actual day. And uh, believe it or not, as with a lot of these things, we were deeply involved in that game. Yes. And um, I don't know about you. I think this was, you know, one of the biggest non-Nintendo Minute highlights of our careers at I Nintendo. I think so, yeah. And we shared it together, which is we wonderful. We did. And, and we shared it with Reggie as well. Yes. So there's a lot of, like... Really cool inside stories about the launch of Super Mario Odyssey that we're going to tell you about in today's Nintendo Story Time, right. which will be really fun to relive those great memories. Um, yeah, and then we had just tons of stuff happen that we need to catch you guys up on. We have a special crossover, never a minute, it's be, um, which you will not want to be amazing. Yes. yes. As always, everything uh, on the Kit and Krista channel is brought to you by our wonderful patreon subscribers everything is made possible by them so if you're not a patreon already uh please consider joining us we are patreon.com slash kit and krista i'm gonna deeply bow right now to that's about as far as i can go to the wonderful (laughs) to all of the subscribers subscribers that we have right now who are just lovely and we have so much fun um every day with them on our patreon only discord to get to ask all of the questions that you hear in our q a to get bonus q a's um, we're be- we're get- about to get ready for our monthly One Up Club Superstars meetup. It's going to be a great up. Halloween party gonna for all of us. Halloween party, yeah. which is going to be really fun. So, yeah, if you haven't um, joined us, consider consider doing. Get that. in for as little as two dollars a month. Yes, and uh, stick around if you like it. Who knows? Maybe you will become one of our vaunted superstars. Ooh, they're Except in charge. in hushed tones. They are in charge of everything. Superstars. Um, yes, awesome. Well, we have just returned from a wonderful trip to New York City. And boy, are my arms tired. Your arms are tired? Why are your arms tired? <laughs> we just flew back. That's the oh, joke. Uh, That's the terrible, terrible joke, terrible you see? Joke. And you didn't even get it. Because it was so bad. Uh, it was horrible. What kind of... Uh, no one's going to pay you to ruined, see that. You ruined this terrible joke. Your arms are tired. We, we, are, we came back... I've lost track of time. Today's like, Monday. We came back on Saturday, Saturday night. night. Late. Yeah, right. pretty late on Saturday. Yeah. But it was a great trip. We um, have not been to New York in like what? Over, we don't know. Over the, like three is years. Is what we decided. It's been a long time. We don't yeah. know when the last trip was. Um, but we went there because we were filming a really cool collab with Nintendo. Correct. Which is uh, Wolf Den, Bob from Wolf Den, mm-hmm. and um, Wood yeah. from Beat 'em Ups. Right. And, you know, you guys might know about the little bit of drama <laughs> that we've had in the past when we were at Nintendo um, with, with Wood. Uh, we we kind of aired the, we, we kind of aired the laundry spill. The, the hash was settled. Yeah, exactly. That's right. We might have fought them. We came out as some new people on both sides. We both did. Of us. Yeah. There was, there yeah. was some, there was some closure. I think so. There were some catharsis. Um, but overall, it was just the most wonderful time meeting and hanging out with them, making new friends and getting to know them. And it was like 
really wonderful. Right. We had a great time. That episode's uh, out now, by the way. Yes. So you should check it out. On you their should channel. also subscribe to them. Nintendo. Nintendo, and also subscribe to Wood and Bob. I wonder if they have the same problem we do, where Kit and Krista get shortened in the YouTube podcast to Kit and Krista. Oh, Kit do they and get Krista? Wooden Bob? Wooden Bob. <laughs> a Bob made of wood. Do they have like that some problem? Sort of like Bob puppet. I don't know. Like a Pinocchio <laughs> a situation. Pinocchio Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so cute. Um, I hope so. They yeah. should make that if it's not the case. They right. should make like a wooden bob. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. You know, when they contacted us and said, hey, we'd like to have you out to do this podcast, my, my guard did go up a small amount. Yeah, a little bit. Because I was like, okay, well, you know, we've they kind definitely of... Have, we definitely have drama. We've hinted at this and we've, I, we've more than hinted at it. Like, yeah. yeah, we may have been involved in you getting dropped from the Nintendo Creators Program. Right, right, right. Um, so I wasn't sure, like, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about that, but I don't know what the angle is going to be. Like, yeah. could this be an ambush? Could this be a setup? Yeah. Again, how much of an ambush could it be in a podcast? Right, um, exactly. What are you going to do? So you either know? way, we're, we're glad to do it. But those guys are sweet and awesome. Oh, my God. Nicest guys ever. Very then, happy to add them to our list of friends. friends. Yeah, yeah. And I think, again, it was just like, that is something that we could never have done at Nintendo because... We weren't allowed to say what actually happened when we right. were working there. So to get the the opportunity to like just talk about it like, as real people, like you know, in person with them, right. and kind of like just tell them all the inside stuff that happened, and then they told us like what happened on their side. Like that was incredibly like nice and again it was very cathartic i think for for all of us right so, right yeah we we're very um happy to um to do that and it was so much fun um we also have wooden bob on the never a minute character coming bracket. up coming up in mere minutes in mere minutes right in this episode that you're listening to right yes. now so it was just the, the most and we had so much fun yeah. really with them um so yeah, it was great. We, we also, definitively chose the scariest video game we character. We really did. And I'm happy with the results. We, it, we really did. And we really took, a, a, again, a very scientific approach. As usual. That they, Wood and Bob, also got on board with, which yeah. I was happy about. Yeah. Our method. Yeah. Our hypothesis. Our tiebreaker. Our tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> we won't spoil it. We won't spoil no. it. Um, well, of course, we also vlogged everything that we did in New York. Um, we, you had a great idea for this vlog. This was your idea. To do this because more more so for myself because oh. <laughs> I just wanted to see. But um, you know, when we were at Nintendo, we would go to New York a lot, like quite you know too much. Uh, one too could much. argue, yeah, sometimes too much. But we were we would be there, you know, four, five, six times a year. Yeah, yeah. Lots of events, lots of you know, big sort of moments happened mm -hmm. um, in New York when we were at Nintendo, and I thought it would be really fun for us to kind of do a little trip down memory lane a bit. Um, and visit some of the old locations where we have had these iconic Nintendo events. And we also visited the old New York Nintendo office, right. which may not many of you may know where that is. Um, that office obviously is not there anymore. Since but, closed. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it was a place that we, you know, worked out of a lot right. and have a lot of memories there. And so it was really fun to like go back to all these old locations. We of course visited um, Nintendo New York as well. Mm -hmm. We walked through the door and like there were just so many people that came up and said hi to us. The staff was still all there. It was wonderful to see them. Like we spent so many hours with that with the staff from that store, you know, planning events and, and working right. together. So it was it was just it was lovely to, yeah. to see everybody. Right. Yeah. Do you remember in the New York office there was a guy? Who had like an office that was kind of separate 
it's like he wasn't part of Nintendo of America. He was part of some other part of Nintendo. Yeah. But he was in New York. Right, And right. I was like, don't go in there. He's working on something. It was like the Skunk Works or something. It was. What yeah. was that all about? He, um, he was part of... What is that place in Redmond that does like all of NST? NST. Thank oh, okay. you. He was part of NST. He was the East Coast branch, this little closet. Just in <laughs> he the had clo- this but it was like closet. windowless room yeah. where the door was always locked. Right. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, but everybody's like, don't, don't, don't interfere. Don't with interfere. What's going on in don't, don't bother look, him. Don't stay out. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't secrets. There's secrets. Right. There. It's like the treehouse, but yeah. for one person. <laughs> A treehouse. I mean, he for he one. always looked like he would love to talk to somebody, but we were always dissuaded. I know. From Sometimes doing you see that. him getting the, the coffee or in the break room, but Usually he was locked away in his little room by himself, which seems kind of lonely. Right, right. Um, But yeah, great New York trip. Lots of good memories, new friends, delicious food. We share it all with you in the vlog. Um, So look out for that. I just got to say, before we move on, Mm. JFK. Worst airport in America? Oh my God, JFK. JFK. I don't. I have no words. We gave we gave them a bad review. Get your act together, JFK. Huge airport. Get it together. In a what major are the biggest, city yes. in the world? One of the biggest, most important airports in the world. Why struggling are to do basic terrible? basic tasks? It's struggling. It was. It was, yes. it was a real struggle. And also that drive from JFK into the city. Harrowing. Harrowing. Always has been. Always Soul will be. Soul crushingly yeah. harrowing. Right. There's got to be a better way, as they say. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what that way is. Um, but other than that. Wonderful time. Also, in New York. Uh, harrowing and soul crushing was the guy who tapped me on the shoulder on the flight. Um, he's like, "Oh, so you're a YouTuber?" And I was like, uh, "Oh, yeah." That's and he right. said, "Don't you think uh, <laughs> Web three and the blockchain could solve a lot of the problems you're having with YouTube?" And I said, "Well, I'm not actually having a lot of problems with YouTube <laughs> at the moment, but okay, but okay. Like, like what kind of problems?" But he, he was went like, on I don't and know. on and he on, and I. I did the move where I put my headphones on and just like. Well, good for him. you. You just kept me hanging there. What could I do? Put your headphones on. In the middle of the conversation? Yeah. This always happens to me. This happens to you a lot. People like, like all, to talk to me. People love to and talk to And I really don't you. want to talk to these people. Which is really weird because <laughs> you specifically don't want to talk to I don't. anybody. So yeah. that's always just. So, in conclusion, uh, if you enjoy this channel, you enjoy what we do, please feel free to come up and say hi. I would love to talk to you. But if yes. you want to talk to me about how the blockchain and NFTs and Web3 <laughs> will solve all my problems, please, please think twice. Don't talk to me. Yes. Especially when you're trapped on an airplane. Kami has got his rules and so do I. Oh, Follow him, people. Blocked. <laughs> <laughs> blocked chain. Across the aisle. No, that's not how you do it. A lot of, there was, it was long-winded too. Yeah. It really was. We were trying to work actually, so I know. it was a little much. What were we working on? Look at this segue. The Until Dawn video, which is uh, out now. We were working on the Until Dawn video on the plane, which is our... We we did so much like stuff that I was uncomfortable with for that video, honestly. Like uh, we filmed at night, yeah. forced to play a scary game that I normally don't. I left the play. room. You left the room. I was room. making scary sounds on the wall. You were behind you in the dark. We played in the dark, turned yeah. all the lights off. But um, the whole premise of this video, which is pretty pretty fun, um, at the end I was like, okay. But basically, we were using our Apple watches right. to measure our heart rates, and if our heart rates dropped below a certain beats per minute, like a scary thing would happen to right. us. Like if it's below this number, then the lights turn off. If it's below another number, then you would like, you have to play alone or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it ended up being really fun. That game has like so many jump scares. It does. Um, so I apologize in advance if my screaming will like blow your eardrums. <laughs> the, the audio, yeah, just 
be aware. <laughs> well, we found, so this video is, is haunted, people have found out. Because oh, yeah, we, yeah. we found this glitch. There was a glitch where I disappear. The, it, where you disappear. You, like, become ghostly for, I'm like, a ghosted. second. And we were like, how can we fix this glitch in the video? And we didn't know. So it's like, uh, it's I only, couldn't. It's only for a moment, you know, maybe people won't mind it. But people definitely have seen it and are talking about and it. And people got scared by it. Um, maybe it is a ghost. You are the ghost. What do you mean it's a ghost? It was you. You're the ghost. So this this whole this whole ruse of yours of oh, I'm scared. I don't like scary things. No, you're a ghost. Okay, sure, <laughs> fine. I can't argue with that. I guess <sighs> I can't argue with that. No, you can't. It's in video now. You tried to cut out the truth, but I wouldn't let you. Uh, but that's a very very fun video, a very fun way to celebrate yes. Halloween as well. Yes, 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 exactly. We're in full on in our Shocktober. Well, spooky, next spooky. week, next week, uh, it's over. It's all it's, over. It's not Shocktober anymore. It's all over next right. week. But yeah. right now, we're we're deep in it, and yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's fun for sure. Right. It's a little scary, but definitely fun. Uh, this week, we're also doing something that we haven't really done before. That we have been talking about. Like, gosh, we really need to get around to doing this. Yeah. So we're gonna we're we're gonna start doing reaction videos to old Nintendo Minute videos. Yes. Um. And we've been talking like, gosh, is this the best way for, you know, should we stream this? Should we just record a very straightforward reaction? Um, this one we're going to be doing, we're just going to be recording here in the studio mm -hmm. us rea because it's the Super Mario Odyssey anniversary. Yeah. One of our videos for that game, which apparently, I didn't know this was one of your favorite one Nintendo favorite Minute videos. One of favorite episodes is um, a video that we did playing co-op Super Mario right. Odyssey. And yeah, I think it's fun for us to, again, like look back on these like really great memories and tell you a little inside yeah, inside stuff about like right. what all went on for yeah. these kinds of videos. Right, I, I did watch it last night, um, and I, I was like shocked at myself because we were speaking so properly, like all. Of don't, don't spoil. Okay, okay, okay. Save it. <laughs> Save it for that. Please. It. Excuse you. But I was just like, oh, this is like a different person. Like, oh my goodness, this is not. Did you hate your past self? No, I didn't. Oh. But I was just like, oh, I was like really professional. <laughs> not anymore. Now hmm. I'm just like. A... A ghost vagrant, yeah. apparently. So. Ghosts don't need uh, manners. I don't need manners, and no. I don't need to be professional yeah. anymore. <laughs> so you'll see that. Maybe you'll see us doing a stream with like a little like you know hangout Q and A kind of thing yeah. later. We're gonna try out different yeah. ways. of we doing it. We want to find out the best way to do it. But if there's a way that you like better, mm -hmm. please let us know. Yeah, but we yeah. definitely want to do these. And if you have a favorite Nintendo Minute episode from our past that you want us to react to, right? Drop it in the comments, and we will put it. I mean, there's. Over 400, so right. we got we to prioritize some of the good ones, yes. you know? Yes, yeah. Um All right. So another busy week. Busy um, week, yes. Before we get into our story time, we have some words from our sponsor, ExpressVPN. Thank yes. you. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I think people have a bit of a misconception as to, like, what VPN is for sometimes. Oh. For me, it's a way to have just really secure internet. Right. And, you know, like... When you Google something, or sometimes even when I'm like talking to my friend about something, immediately afterwards, you get the you ad. get like 40 million <laughs> ads for that like right. product or like that topic you were talking about. I'm like, right. who is listening to me? Right. You know, like I always wonder like what, how they do that so right. quickly. And sometimes it's not even stuff that you are serious about buying. It's just like, oh, I just want to learn more about this. And now you're bombarded with ads for the yes, rest of your life. No the, more. I don't want that. No. Like, stop it. No. Um, but no more. Because if you use ExpressVPN, you do have this really secure way um, to protect your search history. Right. 
um, and and like you know you you have like incognito mode that actually doesn't work. That is not enough. That's no. not enough at all. Your internet take it from us can see all of your web searches. Yikes! Eh, <laughs> awkward. So 2019 Bodhi candidates. Uh oh. Uh oh. Exactly. No. I have Google that honestly. Best video game, game butts. Bo- best video game butts. <laughs> Disney best Dr- VPN is Dis- here. Disney Dreamlight Valley butts. Like no. <laughs> You guys, you're going to get inundated by butts, okay? I'm doing scientific research for Game of the Year. <laughs> exactly, and exactly. Butt of the Year. Um, but yeah, it routes your internet, con- reroutes your internet con- uh, connection through their secure servers. And it encrypts it as well. Yes. How does that work? I don't know, but I trust it. 100% of your yes. data is encrypted. That's right. 100%. And it's all happening in the background, so it's not in, it's your, not face, like in your face uh, right. or anything yeah, like exactly. that. Get it on your phone, get it on your computer, even your smart TV. That's great. No excuses. All these places to protect you're searching. Yes. your privacy. So protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash kitkrista, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kitkrista, expressvpn.com slash kitkrista to learn more. Link is here, as usual, and in the description below. Indeed. All right. All right. On to story time. To story time. The five-year anniversary of Super Mario Odyssey. Um, So this was a really interesting kind of moment in time for us. I felt like this launch sort of started a transition for us into like both of our different lines of work after we eventually departed the PR team. Right. Um, but it felt like the big, like, swan song. Because we at that time, we were both still on yeah, that Yeah, it was team. like the, the last year or so that we were on this team. It was a really, obviously, important year for the company as well because we had just launched Switch. Yeah, it was the end of this crazy year. <clears throat> you know, this was the big, I guess Xenoblade came after, but this was, you know, the biggest yeah. last launch of the year. Remember that this game, Super Mario Odyssey and uh, Breath of the Wild, were the yep. two games nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah. Um, that year. Right. And so it was like one of those like really crazy things where you had two huge like triple A blockbuster launch game launches happening in the same year, sort of bookending it. Um, one was obviously Breath of the Wild in March and then one was Odyssey yeah. in October. Yeah. Um, something you may not know is Nintendo has, I think, a relatively late start in planning its marketing campaigns. Yes. So the game was out at the end of October, but right. it was really the summer when we started to get going on that and think right. about what we were going to do. I yeah. was assigned the PR lead, mm-hmm. and you were the sub-lead right. working with me on that. Um, and well, this was going to be a big launch. Everybody's like, come up with your best ideas. We need your biggest mm-hmm. ideas. We were struggling for a long time. Yeah. We had kind of a theme of like, let's reinforce the travel theme. Yeah, but the we, journey. We were not nailing it. We definitely weren't nailing it. And I think it's because we were a little bit tired, honestly, from yeah. earlier that year working on a hardware launch right. and Breath of the Wild. So we were sort of like, like the at the end of our energy, creative energy for this particular yeah. game. Um, and it was kind of a struggle. Like we, we had lots of different meetings with different teams. This was going to be one of those... Um, launches where it was not just like one team at Nintendo 
sort of leading it. It was yeah. going to be like a big effort. Across. We want you all to work together to yes. have this big idea. I remember we were talking to our partnerships team of like, should we get an airline on board? Right. You know, do some sort yeah. of because they you know that's that's travel. Our this game's about team, travel. Of course, right. was really involved. Like, what sh- what kind of experience can we build yeah. that kind of drives home this like uniqueness of this Odyssey concept? That's right. that's that's really you know the the sort of the um, theme of the game. Um, but eventually we, after sort of nixing a whole bunch of ideas, we had like a long list that we were like, no, 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 that doesn't right. feel right. This doesn't feel right. I remember we were at San Diego Comic-Con mm. and we sort of had like a seedling of an idea where we would sort of do some sort of like cross country trip yeah. with the Mario costume character. And we also had randomly, um, a... Nintendo Airstream trailer. Yes. I don't know why we, we well, we had it for like, before we used to do press tours with the Airstream trailer, which was weird. Um, another time we'll tell you that story. But we randomly had this like actual vehicle. Right. Like just Nintendo owned it. Nintendo of America owned it. It was like parked somewhere. And we were like, what if we just put Mario on a road trip, you know, across the mm-hmm. US um, and we would make him go to... Some of the landmarks that would show up in these different like kingdoms in Super Mario Odyssey, like right. the we'll, we'll, we'll find a place that looked like the Wooded Kingdom, or the, or the desert. Or, exactly, yeah. we'll find a place that looked like the the desert. We'll find a place that um, that you know embodied the spirit of of, of this area in the game, and we, we would uh, end up, you know, the the days leading up to the launch in New York City or New Donk City, right? Um, as sort of the final culminating stop. Yes. And, so then, then, and then more amazing things would happen there. Exactly. Right. As like a big celebration. Yeah. Right. Like he made it to his destination um, and, and we're launching the game you know, yeah. that day or whatever. Now this was putting some strain on our friendship at that, at that specific time as we were planning this because I remember I had two things going on. I had a big vacation planned yeah. for the end of that summer. And I was also at that time starting to build out the original content plan which became a big part of my future job right so i was pulled in a lot of different directions and i had this big vacation which sort of overlapped with all this stuff is due it's it's going to be make or break you have to do it then or else it's not going to happen so we agree it's like okay you will take that part of it over and i will just do you know the other stuff for that campaign right um, and I remember like, I, I think I called you like the night before I went on this vacation, we were just like going through stuff. Yeah. And, and I, was, I like, had like an all time, like, I think I was about to cry. I was like, are you going to, so are you going to be okay? No, I was in person. I was like, like sitting, I don't know. I was sitting in your office and I think I had like, I just like, I had like, my heart was just like gripped right. with like stress right. and fear. Like. I don't know if I can do this. Like, yeah. I was really, pan- like, really right. panicked. We've done a lot of big stuff before, but this was definitely very ambitious, yeah. uh, very high pressure. And there was a lot of, like, not only was it high pressure just from, like, the, you know, ironing on the details of, of getting something like this to actually happen, yeah. but also there was so much pressure from, like, all of the our bosses. Remember right. that? I, I think I remember, like... There was just like every day someone was like, what's the, what's the latest on this? Yeah. Like, is it going to, what are you doing? Like, is it going to work? Like every single day, someone, right. there was like one or two people that were notorious for doing this. That's, a, that's a good like life tip is like, don't do if that. Somebody, if somebody is already feeling the pressure to get their job done, don't 
don't just don't add more them. by not contributing nothing. Exactly. You know? And it was like every meeting I had to like give some update yeah. in front of like a huge group of people about what the latest thing is. And, yeah. and also because it was so many departments were involved, it was a lot of like just organization. Right. It was like, I need to make sure that the events team was like on track yes. doing this and this, whatever is happening. The like internal communication was like never ending. It was with like all the updates. And, and like every day there was like a line of people out the door of my office. Right. Like I have a question about like yeah. X, Y, Z. And I just, my head was like swimming. Right. And then you left <laughs> for like, for like three weeks or something. Uh, um, or it was like, it felt like forever. Cause I was just like, I'm alone now trying yeah. to like figure this out and it's not great. Um, but anyways, it, it ended up being fine <laughs> eventually. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, even when I had come back, like there were some other battles on this campaign too. Like our counterpart in Japan for this one, there was a new person who was very inexperienced in That's that role. That's true. I remember and that. The dev team had a lot of very specific ideas about the embargoes. That's but it was but right. it was always laid out in a very vague way. So this person yeah. and I would have a lot of like arguments over like. I don't think this is worded clearly. What do you mean? Right, or we right. Or we would show the game and they'd be like, oh my gosh, you showed the wrong thing. You just broke yeah, the embargo. Yeah, you just broke the embargo. Like, no, I didn't. Let me... And like, this, this is how I interpreted this, was like this a, line of text This was like whatever. a never-ending... It shows the, real, the importance of that role, having a really good person in that role. Yeah. Because I, sp- I wasted so much time it going like back and It was like hours and hours in the middle of the night. The longest emails to Japan. Ever. Telling them Hot that, that they're wrong. Mark, you broke the embargo. <laughs> but like in the most polite way possible. Right, 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 right. It's always like, oh my gosh, we need to get the point across, but not yeah. like insult people. <laughs> right, right. So so let's, let's talk. So you had this cross-country trip. And talk mm-hmm. about like the culmination at, at the end, because that is... Even bigger than this big, yeah. in a lot of ways, the whole cross-country So park. the idea was we'd, we'd give Mario and the, the, the trailer, which we had wrapped in beautiful Odyssey graphics, yeah. two weeks to kind of make it across the country. There was a lot of like very kind of new things that we were doing too. Because again, this was when you know we were really trying to like build up this original content stuff. Yeah. We were really trying to have you know more like you know stuff for social media mm-hmm. versus it being like stuff just for like regular media so there was like this expectation that as mario was going across the country that we would do these huge like social media updates we would be capturing all sorts of you hired like a really like high profile photographer i hired a a high profile um travel photographer who i actually still follow his channels and he's incredible Ever-Changing Horizon, if you want to follow him. <laughs> Evan, who was like, the, he was the best. Uh, and his photographs and the stuff that he does for travel is like incredible. So we hired him to take photographs as right. Mario. He like went in the Airstream trailer. Who were the, no, who were the poor souls in the trailer? We it have to talk Evan, about that. It was Evan, the photographer, and then um, the film crew, yes. which sometimes they also filmed Nintendo Minute Occasionally, videos. Occasionally, yes. Yeah, they were the ones that you berated when we did the uh, right. shopping spree. They didn't mess this you, one up, You though, pulled another so. favor, somehow. <laughs> More than happy. Um, they seemed to love it. They loved it. And they, they had, you know, uh, we also had the events team, obviously, yeah. um, that were kind of coordinating the, the drivers for the different parts of the journey, right. like all of the events side of it. And then, again, the idea was that he'd get to, Mario would get to New York City and we would do this huge event in Rockefeller Plaza, which we just showed in our vlog, yes. um, in front of the New York store where people could then, of course, buy the game. Reggie was going to be there to emcee the whole event. Right. Um, so big, again, you're, when you're, the president goes to your the launch event, you know it's like a big deal. Right. Like, we were going to have like, you know, all of this cool, you know, we get the trailer parked out there. 
Um, there was also going to be this like huge like dance number. This whole dancing routine, yeah. Yeah, because it was supposed to be like to the Jump Up Superstar right. song, which is like the first time we've had this like actual song that was like vocals and yeah. everything in a video game, and we really wanted this moment where it felt like a huge celebration. So we basically worked with like professional dancers in New York City, plus. Um, Jordan Fisher, who right. was on Dancing with the Stars, at and the he time. was in Until Dawn, also. And also Until Dawn, weirdly, the connections. Yeah, the connections are here. Um, who was a huge Mario fan and right. like literally the sweetest ever. He was going to be like sort of the lead dancer, um, and I, I found myself like in the days leading up to the event in like dance studio rehearsals. I remember we went to that in New York. Yeah, we went to this crazy like. You know, in a, some skyscraper, there was yeah. just like this dance studio. It was a dance studio. And there were like 50 dancers doing yeah, these we crazy... Were, we coordinated all their costumes. Parkour jumps. Yes. Like, yes. And we were doing like crazy stuff that I never thought I would do. Like me and the events person were like labeling costumes yeah. to make sure they had the right costumes for right. each dancer. We were like making sure that the dance moves like worked with the game. We wanted them to do like the little Mario shuffle. Well, I remember that was like an interesting back and forth with the team in Japan. Yeah. Of, like, how do we... How do we translate this? How do you, how do you review choreography? Yeah. No, I had to like... People? We had to like storyboard all the choreography. Yeah. Give them like all of the videos um, like of the, the rehearsals. They... I mean, we auditioned dancers. It was insane. Like this is the stuff that we were like... What? I'm <laughs> Why not a, am I I am not this? equipped to do this. I am not a professional <laughs> like casting person, yeah, you yeah. know? But somehow you're you're involved in all of these random stuff when you want to pull off something mm -hmm. like this. I think I shed a tear um, when they when it had finally happened. It was just such a relief that it yeah. was like over and it didn't go horribly wrong. Um, There's a lot to track, you know, tracking not only the journey across the U.S. Like so many crazy things could have happened, right. you know. I, I remember in the very start of the journey, we actually started um, in the Bay Area. We took Mario to the Redwood Forest. You I went think. on that stop, right? I was Mario. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so if you, I'll show, we'll show all the videos here, but when Mario was, uh, was me, because the, the person that was supposed to be in the costume didn't make it. What do you mean they didn't make it? They just didn't show up. You like ghosted? They got, like, I think they had, like, flight delay oh. or something, something travel. But I remember, like, I sent an email to, like, everybody in our team. I was yeah. like, off to the wooded kingdom. <laughs> like, I literally had to go into the woods. Right. And I was like, I don't, know, Mario I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm going to have, like, signal <laughs> out there. Yeah. So if anyone needs to reach me, right. like, too bad kind of thing. Like, I'll be gone for a few hours. So if anyone needs anything, because, again, it was, like, every minute of the day was questions from, like, a million people yeah. about this. Like, I'm, I'm not available. Um, but, yeah, ended up, like... <laughs> putting on the Mario costume for that. And you have to be under 5'2 to be in the costume, so. Great news for me. You can't be in the Perfect costume, news for me. Unfortunately, <laughs> you can't be Mario. Um, but yeah, I think, again, this is probably the best event that I've ever worked on. Yeah. And I think, I have not seen anything really top this one. No. Um it, it was amazing. It really, it truly, I, it, there were so many like unique little elements mm -hmm. for this that could have just gone so very, very wrong. Yeah. Um, and somehow all worked out. And, and the developers came out on their own. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, Mr. Motokura, who said, I just want to see this. I just want to see it. You know, you don't need to worry about me. I'll come out on my own dime. Yeah. And we ran into him in the crowd. He was wearing one of those like fake like mustache. He had like. <laughs> It's like he was a like costume like almost. Incognito. I was like, oh. But he looked so yeah, happy. Yeah, he loved it. 
And I, it made me happy because I was like, oh, that's that's great that he could see this yeah. in person and just like understand like what it means to have a big launch like this. Yeah. And what a moment, you know, for him to just like kind of be swept up in that celebration. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool that he was there. And Reggie was there. Yeah. Reggie, uh, Reggie loved it. Reggie moment. danced. Reggie danced, which was the most... That's one of my favorite Reggie moments yeah. is the the cute little Reggie dance. Right. It's so great. And then you made another great video of just like the dance in I love the, there's a scene where it goes from like day to night that I really like. Yeah. Um, Those videos turned out so, so well. So yeah, that was just like a real like feel good sort of event, like yeah. the culmination of these months and months of anguish and struggle yeah. on your part. Yeah. So exactly. I was really happy for you though. And then and um again there was so much pressure to like make make this a thing on social media. Mm-hmm. Like Everyone was telling us, like, press that viral button. Like, the, make this video viral. Make it go viral. Press the button. Why aren't you pressing works, the button? That works, right? Yeah, like, literally everyone yeah. was telling me, like, what are you going to do to make this go viral? I'm right. like, I don't know. I'm going to try to make it look great, but... It's not enough. I, I, why, are you not fa- sure. why are you a failure? Exactly. Okay. Press the button. Why don't you press yeah. that big red button that says viral on it? But um, that video that we did for the the journey, that sort of that, like, event video, yeah. I think how many... That got millions and millions and it's millions. It's like 10 million views. Yeah. It was, yeah. like, probably our best... Right. It is our best event video of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like, even today, like it still sits at the top. Yeah. And I remember like watching the views and like I remember getting the call from the production team that were on the road basically for like weeks filming this and they were like, this is incredible. Like mm. this is such an incredible feeling to know that like this organic video that we did with only our like in-house resources, 10 million views. That's amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Yeah. Great event. Top that, Nintendo. <laughs> Who's going to do it now? Well, we saw that Rockefeller uh, <laughs> Plaza is now covered with picnic tables. So yeah. I don't think they're going to be doing uh, much there I know. Soon. I don't know if they're, it's in their, like, what, yeah, I haven't seen, like, a big. No. Maybe Pokemon? Yeah, we'll see. Those Pokemon events can get crazy, as we also know. We have a lot of stories yeah. about that. This too. was, I mean, this was just such a great achievement for you. Again, I'm going to go into my little Star Wars uh, comparisons here. You know, on the dark side, you always you always have like there's the the person and the protege, uh-huh. and the idea is that once the protege surpasses um, the leader, they're supposed to take them out. I'm gonna take you out. And and I was like, this this kind of feels like what this is. It's like I have nothing more to show you or teach you. It's like <laughs> you you have surpassed me in a lot of ways. In event planning. With this event, right. <laughs> yeah. There's another Star Wars line when Yoda says to Luke Skywalker, Oh. We are what they grow beyond. And you had grown you had grown pe- uh, you, beyond. Well, me. you weren't there. And when you came I was there. And when you, I was gone for a week. When you came back, it was hilarious because you were like, So what's going on with this event? I'm like, I don't have time to catch you up, so too bad. Did it go viral yet? <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious because I was like, I literally do have don't have time well, I know. to like, I, I just I just need so you just get stepped, out of to you get out, out of your way. way. Right. Which is that the best thing you could have done. Yeah. That was all I could do. Exactly. And I, could, I could keep arguing with the guy in Japan about the embargo. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you did do that for me, which yeah. I was like, I can't do this. So you need to, you need to do this. But and oh then yeah, god. like you know, shortly after this game came out in in 2018, like you know, I was leading E3. I'd become, yeah. I'd moved over to the social media team. Right, right. You had started to take steps in that in that direction yeah. as well. So it took years. It absolutely yes. felt like the swan song for both of us in mm-hmm. those roles where we'd spent, you know, the past ten years. Yeah, that was that year really was like that the was final sort exam. Of the final exam. Right. It was. <laughs> it totally we was. Passed. Yeah. We passed and moved on, and then we like moved on from there. You know, in in a really great way. I think yeah. that. It, 
you use all the stuff that you learned from doing these crazy things, mm -hmm. you know, in your future now, you know? So yeah. Yeah. it is an interesting how, how that happens, like where, who knew, like you would learn all these random skills, you know, um, planning, doing an event planner as like a PR person. Right. Like no one could have, no one could have, you know, predicted that or of whatever. Course. So, yes. Anyways, we will, we'll probably put like all of this. All the videos, and I'm sure you guys have seen all the videos, honestly. Have they? Probably. 10 million people have <laughs> seen the video. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put it out here. It's great. It's great um, to look back. So that's one big anniversary next month. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot. There's another oh. big milestone oh. anniversary for Nintendo that we were involved in. Which Do you know what it is? Next November. Month, November? Yes. Pokemon no. something? Okay. No. You, look, you don't know. I don't know. The Wii U turns 10 in November. So get get ready. Oh, get wow. Ex get excited. Okay? It turns 10, yeah. huh? It's officially retro, it's, according to say, Jeremy Parrish Jeremy and Retro. Parrish, officially uh, retro. It's officially retro. Yes. Oh, wow. I feel old. That's pretty... Uh, <laughs> so that's gonna, crazy. We, maybe we're going to have to dust out the Wii U, dust off some Nintendo Land. I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> we have a question about Nintendo Land later. Oh, boy. But we will not, we will not jump right, too all far. All right, all right, all right, all um, right. It is time for our Never a Minute segment. Very special. Uh, capping off Shocktober, our full month of uh, spoopy slash spooky Never a Minute segments, our scary character bracket. Yes. Um, we How were, exciting yes. that we were able to do this bracket with Wooden Bob. Right. Again, we recorded this while we were in New York. If you're watching on video, you will see it from the Nintendo studio. Yes, we commandeer their studio. I have nothing else to say. Roll it. Roll it. And enjoy. Well, we are joined by some very wow. special guests. On location. Oh, on location. Hi. Using your space, hanging out. Thanks for having us in our studio. <laughs> we crashed. We just showed us. up unannounced. Yeah, yeah. We just showed up. You guys are, we were just on your podcast. Yes, thank you for that. A world of fun. We had such a good yes. time. You guys are gracious enough to be on our podcast now. Mm -hmm. we, are, we are in our Halloween, October, Shocktober, we call it. Very spooky. Very spooky. Like, month of October Halloween stuff. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to be doing a really fun, scary video game character bracket. Explain That's right. the bracket. We have eight characters. Uh, we're going to choose the matchups by random. I've got a whole sorts of pieces of paper in my hand. Oh my gosh, oh, I just dropped no. one. Oh um, no! <laughs> That's where it falls apart. And then we have three criteria that we're going to be rating it against. And again, this is a very scientific method. Okay. We will be choosing a winner. Okay. Um, and our three criteria are. So. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> Most like, could this be real? One to five. I never we're play to scary say. games or watch horror movies. We don't. We don't, we don't really either. Like a big baby. I'm a huge baby. I was forced to play a scary game recently. <laughs> and it was terrifying. What was it? Luigi's Mansion. Until dawn. Luigi's oh, that's Mansion. actually scary. Snatch. <laughs> 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 um, the second is, could I fight this? Yes. Five is, five is yeah. absolutely not. Every I have time no I question all these things. Uh, one, one is, is like, one is scary. I can, I can I'm going to punch you yeah. out. Yeah. All ones. Are we and fighting it together? Because no. Like, no. Bob is a human just, shield. Just you. No. Just you meet okay. this, this character in like a dark alleyway. Okay. Yeah. Could you fight it? Oh, romantic. And then the last <laughs> round is... How kissable is this scary monster? We did debate should hotness just out of the blue be one of the options. I will. Well, we'll, throw it on there. <laughs> it could be related. Some fear, we attraction. Like we have a tie. We'll use hotness as a tiebreaker. Yes, yes. tiebreaker. Okay, tiebreaker is I like, like I want to kiss you. All right. Okay. So let's so let's let's seed this here. 
Oh, we should say the final round is could this star in its own horror movie or game? Yes. Yes, be the star. All, All right, right so number we're one. See this. The Finger Creepers from Elden Ring. If you don't know what these are, they're oh, basically no, yeah. spiders that it's look like It's a disembodied like hand that yes. like runs yeah. around. It's yeah, Claire has disgusting. like a lot of fingers. And it looks like zombified. Just imagine yeah. like a really giant. And there's like creepy. huge imagine ones. Yeah. huge. And then like little baby ones. Yeah. It's disgusting. He doesn't like Elden All right, so that's okay. the first it's, one. Uh, oh, okay, we're not rating them yet. <laughs> Second, the eel from Super Mario 64. That was a little terrifying. See? <laughs> not more than that, a hand. See? No, not more than You're a You're not a Mario 64 kid. That terrified me as a kid. Okay. I can't envision The eel it. was terrifying. The, the eel was terrifying. Yes. So that's our first matchup. Next we have Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Iconic. Okay. Yeah? That is iconic. Your old run-of-the-mill scary. Yeah. yeah. That is actual, like the scary video game. Big, big guy with the sword. Oh, interesting. The Silent Hill nurse. Oh, the two oh, matching Silent up. Hill That's a good characters. pairing right there. Yeah, okay. I already know which one I think is scary. That's a fun right, one. there you go. Can we put that in a tiebreaker so we can do the hotness scale? <laughs> yes, we need <laughs> to. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> nurse is pretty. Well, okay, Bob, anyway. Bob heard nurse. <laughs> nurse. <laughs> Where? <laughs> uh, next up, we have the Resident Evil 4 chainsaw guy. Ooh, okay. Can we put that in the hotness scale too? Yeah? Yes. yes. Okay, good. He, Love a good burlap sack He knows how to use a chainsaw. <laughs> right. He can take care of me. <laughs> chop chop the wood. Yeah. Some chores, you know. Light a fire. Uh, we have the Emmy from Metroid Dread. Okay. That is also yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah? that's the yeah. emotionlessness. Yes. And we have... And just you're running away. The yeah, and that. Two more. The Redead from Zelda. The ones that scream oh, where you're yeah. stopped in your tracks. As a kid, I hated those. Those are scary. Exactly, exactly. As a full-grown adult playing that game, I was very annoyed yeah. with them. Yeah, they're very annoying. Yeah. I was just like, oh, come on, Not get again. it. Yeah. yeah. And then our last one, maybe a little bit different. We have King Boo. <gasps> also iconic. King Boo's cute. Scary Can't argue with that. Yeah, scary. All right. take you. Okay, so we're Boo. rating them in our first category, which is most likely to be real. So the first okay. pairing is Finger Creeper against the eel. The eel could be real, There, though. There could be, like, a 200-foot eel somewhere could be. deep in the yeah. ocean. This is kind of unfair because I don't think you could have a disembodied hand running around. It this is why we move. do this at random. Some things uh -huh. just yeah. get blown out. No, no, I agree. Yeah. But the hand could maybe move for, like, a second or two. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> with his head. Oh, if you I, mean, like, if, if you I, cut someone's hand yeah. off? That's a good point. Yeah. If I started doing this, like, if I did this for, like, ten minutes, and then you just went... Yeah, yeah and yeah. that would be pretty scary, wouldn't it? That would be pretty that scary. That would be pretty scary. And that would be a good chance it would go... <laughs> yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> you did that really well right now. <laughs> we got to zoom in on that later. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what do we think? Let's go, let's go around the room. Is this, could this be real? Yes. Yeah, could the, this be... the eel is more likely to be real. It has to be. One to five, though. Please. Five being most likely because to be real. Because it's so big, I'm going to say f three. I'm going to say four. Five. Whoa. Eel. I'm gonna say five too because the ocean is huge and we yes. have not mystery. We have it's not got down there enough yeah. to see. It is deep and, it's possible. and big. Have and you scary. seen a giant squid? Yes. Exactly. Why can't there be a giant eel? You're, That's you're so right. true. Right. I think five. So what's the number for that? I don't know. Ten. A lot. What? Ten. Uh, Four, Fourteen. 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 And Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Okay. I do fast math here. Finger creeper. Could it be real with your demonstration? It could be real for a what second. Would you say? Yeah. <laughs> two. Two. I'm gonna say two. 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 Okay. Fine. Wow. I don't know what that is, but eight. 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 You don't know what that is? <laughs> I was, I was just, <laughs> just stunned. Okay, mom, eel. The eel moves on. The eel, this is, this is why engineer was ruled out, right? <laughs> <laughs> Cut out all the math. <laughs> Cut, we can't do math. All right, Pyramid Head versus Silent Hill Nurse. Could mm. they be real? Well, I think theoretically they're both just like 
people, right? Yeah. They're not zombies or anything. What's either. under Pyramid Head's pyramid? Have we, we ever know? seen? Yeah, I don't Is know. Is there any head under there? That's the, that's the right? thing. Right? The nurse can definitely be real. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? I it's think just a I, crazy nurse. Well, she's just like bandaged up. Yeah. And like, yeah. 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 They're like just a, creepy people And can see outfits. even though she's got bandages it on her be, eyes. Yeah. But aren't they also reflections of your psychological... Like your, state? They're like manifestations. Mm-hmm. Of your breakdown? Of your psychological your, okay. state. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I'm at five for both. The only thing that trips me up is that they can see even though their eyes are covered. Oh, that can makes them less see? real? And they do kind of just like... Have like a, I mean, like are they going like this? They're they Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing that's like maybe that is not so real. Sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I would say like four. They could for be both? pretending really good. But they can't be okay. Well, you want to say four for both? They're kind of the same. Yeah, they're very yeah. samey. That's okay. my problem. Yeah. I if I, I I believe see. in one as much I, as the other. I guess we're just gonna have to do the hotness game. We're gonna have to do the hotness. What do you say for both? You say the same number for both. Yeah, I will say the same. They're kind of the same character. Sure. They're also just as hot as each other. I think it's I think it's also the abs. Okay, so there's abs. There's there's an ab shelf. Um, Okay, so then we do have a tiebreaker, which is who's hotter. They're both scantily clad. (laughs) That's the problem. Revealing question. I thought here, I right? had an answer, and then I was like, "Well, hold on a second. Pyramid head's mm-hmm. kind of kind of ripped. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And do I want to say nurse just because it's a nurse? Her head does look. Kind she of, does have. It's all like gory and bloody. It's like out. You you can. <laughs> it's like all out. Maybe there. you take maybe it's you take off there. the pyramid head, and it like looks like Kit, and it's like, oh okay, hello. And it's like, oh hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but what if you unwrap those bandages, and it's like all like mangled and like yeah. bloody? That's true. And, true. Good point. You know? The excitement of the unknown. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Koopa. <laughs> um, so we're going to say, I'm going to say Pyramid Head is hotter. All right. Okay. I'm with that. I agree. I can get on board with that. Okay, Pyramid yeah. Head moves on. Hell See right. you later, Hell nurse. Yeah. Again, the most scientific of methods. So scientific. Okay. Resident Evil Chainsaw head. Guy versus Emmy in the category of most likely to be real. Oh. What was oh. that? Chainsaw Guy. I mean, Chainsaw Guy. In the, in the future, Emmy... Like a Terminator type. Oh, yeah. Like he, an AI? I mean, he does yeah. kind of look like the Boston Dynamics robot. Right. It does. Yeah. You're right. The one that dances. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, there could be a guy with a chainsaw on the street. Could, right now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We are in Literally. Check my citizen. Yeah, alert. Goes, There's a lot of crazy people here. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> yeah, the chainsaw guy is just a guy with a yeah. chainsaw. So that's like a five. Mm. That's a five for it's me. It's a five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the Emmy is probably like a four. Yeah, I would say so. I would also say that the chainsaw guy is literally the pyramid and the nurse situation again, too. Yeah, except you can see his eyes. His eyes are cut out. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just in a burlap. It's just a, a crazy he's guy shouting with a chainsaw. Spanish, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to go into Resident Evil 4, he's got some weird parasite that makes him crazy. Right. So that part right. is a little yeah. weird. But if we're going for a physical, but, I mean, he, it's just a crazy he guy. Was real, the chainsaw. He was like a normal guy at one point yeah. that got the parasite. So right. he's a real person. Right, so. right, right. So I think it's a moot point. Emmy just got smoked. Goodbye. That's too bad. Okay, last pairing. Redead versus King Boo. Ooh. Uh, I mean, the the paranormal. No, this is most likely to be real. Could be real. real. That's right. The paranormal is mysterious. But a giant ghost with a crown on its head? It's pretty not. There's a hierarchy among ghosts, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well, let's, let's get one thing out of the way. Ghosts are real. 
Yeah. Well, ghosts are definitely so real. So King Boo being real is yeah. possible. But in that form, where he's a I don't giant know about the brown form. thing with a I don't know about the head? form. I saw Ghostbusters. I didn't see King Boo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that was a documentary. That, that was a documentary. That's the definitive documentary. Yes. See, yes. it all makes sense. I was there. You were there. Um... And Red then the Red Dead is literally a zombie. Is a zombie, yeah. which could be real. That could be, if we're or just a really skinny, ugly guy yeah. that screams in your that face. That really likes yeah. cuddles yeah. and screaming. Yeah, my cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know I, that guy. I, I would say, yeah, the Red Dead is, is more real yeah, than definitely. a King Boo. It does have a physical presence, right? Wait, the, you think the Red Dead is more real? Yeah. Than the actual ghost. <laughs> a ghost with a crown on its head? That's a giant thing? No. It's like a beach ball? <laughs> yeah, like I'm a on the ball. side of King Boo. You're the only one. Then guy. I am too for drama. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we have to see who's hotter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's really why I did it. <laughs> Both? I mean, King Boo's pretty cute, but I wouldn't yeah. say he's hot. King Boo's kissable. But here's the thing. <laughs> Very kissable. Here's the thing that no one has thought of. King Boo has a crown, which yeah. means... Daddy has money. <laughs> <laughs> He's got status. But if you turn around to kiss him, would he turn away from you? Or would oh, he cover his mouth? He'd be really shy all the time. Sometimes I like it when they're hard to get. Just don't oh. cover your mouth, King Boo. Yeah. Just don't cover your mouth, just your eyes. Just mouth your is still eyes. there. Okay. So does King Boo move on then? We all that's what that? I'm that's what I'm Daddy thinking. has money and that's King Boo is cute that, and kissable. That's what I mean. right. That's what I think. Yeah. That, well that was a weird <laughs> turn of events there. Okay. All right, round two. So we've moved on. We've moved so on. So what are the four that advanced? Mario 64 Eel versus Pyramid Head. Good. Perfect. Okay. The dream matchup. The classic matchup. Yeah. And okay. then the classic matchup like. of Resident Evil Chainsaw Guy versus King Boo. This is an excellent four characters. And King Boo. And then this category is, can I fight this? Okay. One being, you're spreezy to fight. I'm going to kick your butt. Okay. okay. Five being, oh my gosh. No chance. I'm running away immediately. Okay. 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 So... Okay. The eel. Oh. No. No. Listen, I, listen I, was on, Wait. I was under the impression I was going to be able to fight all of these people. <laughs> but the or eel, eels. the eel, no. Wait. Yeah, fight. What? Right? We're in their domain. Have you seen the movie The Meg? No. I don't want to see it either, but it's always on TV after wrestling, so I've seen a little bit of it. They're like in these little ship things with like hands, and they're fighting the, the shark. Now, do I have a ship thing with hands? Or could no. you get it out of water? Somehow. How are you going to do that? You're in the depths of the ocean. You tease it, it and it's, it's it jumps like out on land. It's like your Mario. So I have to Mario. swim down there and punch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he does. Actually, you know what? Mario doesn't ever defeat it either. He yeah. runs away. Yeah, that's true. He's a chicken, yeah. just like us. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not fighting. He's running away. Chris from Pratt's him. Mario would fight it. He would. <laughs> wouldn't even and know what eaten. it is. <laughs> he would like, go. What's yeah. Get eaten. Eel. <laughs> yeah, like a dinosaur. Like it's a raptor. Yeah. Well, let's hear some numbers. All right, I'm going to say. Four for the Mario eel. I can't fight that eel. I'm a, five, no... I'm a five on the eel. Okay, what are you? I think I'm a five. Five, ten, fourteen. Two. Sixteen. Are you I taking it on? I get to, no, you're, I'm you're probably... You're going to get your robot boat. I'm at a five. I, if, I, wow. if, if I can't have, like, any kind of... If I don't even yeah. have, like, a scuba tank... Do you own a scuba tank? No. Well, then no. But I could <laughs> buy one. get one. No <laughs> one's giving you one. You got no help from anybody. You are underwater. Just your wits and your bare hands. Your bare hands. If I'm just underwater, obviously no. I couldn't take a fish under there. You couldn't grab it by the by the fish head? No? Okay. All right. Was that 19? 19. I did that math. I was really proud of myself. Okay, pyramid head, though. That I could take. Just a dude. That's just a guy. We could just kick him in the face. He doesn't... He has, like, what? Melee weapons? This is America. <laughs> he can barely see. <laughs> that thing's going to be I really heavy. I'm fine. I can yeah. figure that out. 
Yeah. yeah, he probably like have like bad balance from the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. you can like un- unbalance him pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give it a two. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a one. One, two, three. Put him up. Two. Two. I'll give it three, a two five, because I'm not two, good at fighting, seven. but <laughs> it's definitely doable. All right. The, weirdly, the Mario eel has yes. moved on. All right. Now we're looking at who can I fight? The chainsaw, Resident Evil chainsaw guy, or King Boo? Now I don't know if I could fight King Boo oh, because yeah. he's a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. He's. How are you gonna? I it's guess you could go like you could corporeal form. Well, do we have the poultry? How does Luigi fight King Boo with a flashlight and a vacuum cleaner? And I have both of those. Things. <laughs> <laughs> that's, fair, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. If Luigi can do it, though, he's pretty chicken, just like us. Exactly. So, like, couldn't we just emulate him? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think I could take King Boo if that's his weakness. He's Why a big, are you? It's a lot of vacuum, though. I have well, the sa- so the same reasoning about Pyramid Head. You have a Dyson. You'll be fine. I do. What do I? Wait, how do you know? Because I saw it in your closet. Oh, that's not me. I don't live here. Okay, whatever. This <laughs> isn't his house. <laughs> what? I have a Dyson. We're, we're fine. We're good. There's a refrigerator box over there. It's <laughs> his house. Um, the same reasoning about Pyramid Head you could apply to the chainsaw guy. Just a guy. It's just a guy. But, but he, he has, has a chainsaw. A chainsaw Pyramid Head is a giant hard sword. to fight off. He's also very fast, and I have played Resident Evil. He takes a lot of bullets. Yeah, that's true. That's it, not, I feel like Chainsaw that, Guy's pretty point. scary. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like waving that thing yeah. around. And he's new, yelling at, you, at yeah. you. The new preview for the Resident Evil 4 remake. It looks so he gets knocked back, though. Like really, He you goes like this, it. and he's like tiptoeing towards you. Like, mm-hmm. not you QTE that. the chainsaw. I don't want that. I don't want anybody with a chainsaw that close to me. I don't know. The, the boots are looking better and better. Nobody wins uh-huh. in a chainsaw fight. All right, numbers for the, the chainsaw. Same goes. I'm going to say four for me. I'm going to say three. Three. This is chainsaw? Yeah. Two. Like you could fight it? Kid is yeah. confident. Really? In the yeah. What did I say? What did you say? Three, seven, nine. Do a shoulder nine. roll. Oh, boy. I'm going to say two and a half. No. Round up, that's a round up to three. three. All numbers. I'm gonna say two to not be outmanned by Kit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, I feel like Four, I could to shoot it. Six. Do you have a gun? Ten. Three. 13. Make it three. Add one. Make it three. Fourteen. Okay. And then it's contentious. King Boo. Again, I, I'm with you on this flashlight Thank vacuum you. cleaner thing. Thank you. One. One. Yeah, what type Easy. of weird shenanigans can I do to take down King Boo? Because every game he's in, it's a weird, wacky thing you got to do to get yeah, rid of him. Yeah, but I mean, it's, but it's, this isn't a, this isn't like a standard issue. This is a Professor Egad, yeah. one of a kind. Poltergeist. I can mod it. I can mod what's, it. What's the worst thing that happens if he gets you? Just makes you cold for a little bit. That's you a good just point. go through him. Yeah. Well, Mario does like, die. Does he gets he? trapped yeah. in a painting. Oh, okay. doesn't die. Yes, you're trapped in a painting. Is King Boo only in Luigi's Mansion? No. He's, oh. in, he's in regular Mario game. How does Mario fight him? He doesn't. Okay. He just looks away. Like, he just yeah, run yeah. away from yeah. it. Yeah. Evade him. Oh, well Evade. then, well then, yeah. But that's like the eel, though. Mario just runs away. Do I have to kill this thing, or can I just run away from it? Well, it's, could you fight it? So yes, you do. I have to fight it. Or else you'd be trapped in a painting forever. Like Dorian Gray. Flashlight and vacuum cleaner. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go. I'm gonna still <laughs> stick with my one. Mm-hmm. I'm at one. All one, right. one, two. I'm at a four. Okay, that's I weird. I think I'm joining him for I think it's going to be hard six, to fight six, this thing. So ten. Ten. Oh. So, so the winner... Is the chainsaw guy. Chainsaw guy. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. The last category. This is a weird matchup. Mario 64 Eel versus the <laughs> Resident Evil Chainsaw Guy. Oh, Mario 64 Eel is taking that guy down 100%. In the, but the criteria, the criteria is, is oh. could they star in their own 
horror film. That you look it's, pretty scary. It's funny because you already got like Jaws, and then there's Texas Chainsaw yeah, I was Massacre. Say, and so I referenced the Meg, which was right. a giant shark. So there already are movies on both of you them. You could definitely do a giant eel. They did a giant snake. I guess we're also gonna have to tie break oh, yeah, this Anaconda. with the kissable. <laughs> yeah, thing. Who would you rather kiss? Yeah, they, they both. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Chainsaw Massacre is already a movie, so obviously yeah. chainsaw people are yeah. scary. So let's, like yeah. <clears throat> so let's get kissy. So let's get kissy. I don't want to kiss the chainsaw. So an guy. eel, the eel is pretty cute. Could be good for us. Sometimes there's different re- interpretations <laughs> of the eel. In Mario sixty four, he's pretty cute. I mean, if he's not going to try to eat me, I kiss it. We're already on the kissing. Yeah. Uh, we, How did yeah, we get there? We blow right it. there, dude. <laughs> We're gonna be doing a lot of kissing from here. I've been on crunching out. numbers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what? Catch up. We're getting We're to the meat I of the show. I think I'd here. much rather see the movie about the giant eel than the chainsaw guy. But who would you rather kiss? <laughs> yeah, we're, we we're moved on. Uh, I'd kiss the eel. Yeah, see? Yeah. 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 I think so. I think the eel. Is that the winner? I think the eel. I think you'd be, be sweet. The, I think you'd be cute. I think the eel has won your contest. Somehow. I think so. In our. Is that the? Is this the last thing? <laughs> that was the it. Last thing. That's it. That's the yes. definitive winner. That's the answer. Wow. After all of these scary characters, we have scientifically proven that the scariest, best video game character of all time is the Mario 64 eel. And also just so happens yeah. to be the most kissable. And wow. also, 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 also the only one I have no real frame of reference for what it looks oh. like. <laughs> it is a giant it's eel. Literally it's a giant eel. eel. It's frightening, yeah. Wow. I'm on board with these results. Who would have thought that this, this is perfect. would happen, that mm. we, would, we would be here now? Somebody had to do it. I'm glad we did. I would love to do it again. I mean, this is important work. <laughs> yeah. Put this yeah, in, the, right. in, the, in, the, in the library yeah. of, of research. We couldn't have done it without you two. Yes. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you for in, involving us in this committee. Yes. From now on, though, you have to be involved. You've sure. just yeah. signed a lifetime contract. I feel like I'm a professional now. <laughs> 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 All right. What do you guys think? Tell us, tell us in the comments below. They agree. Of course they, they, they have agree. to. If they don't, I'll fight them. If they don't, they're going on the <laughs> or list. Or kiss them. <laughs> or kiss them. You don't know what's coming at you. What's going to come at you? Okay. I mean, how can you not agree that Eel is the most kissable of all of these? Yeah. <laughs> right. We really took a 180 here, somewhere along the way. Well, thank you guys so much yes. for being on our podcast. Thanks We've for having us. Thanks for being and on And for us. letting us crash your, your beautiful studio space. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. We're back. We're back. What did you think? That was a result that I was not mentally prepared for. I was. And that was a discussion I also wasn't mentally <laughs> prepared for about the, the hotness and the kids. The Mario 64 eel always shows up. It's it's not like traditionally scary, but it, it's haunted people's dreams for like for lo- de- for for decades. A, for a long time. And I, I again, I didn't experience the, the horrifying fear of the eel until recently. Until, you know, you're... Advanced, Until I played it, it your on advanced Switch. age. No. And I still was terrified. It was scary. I, I can't imagine being a child and yeah. then like, you know, having to experience right. that. Um, but that was very fun. And yeah, we had some like real actual scary characters on there. Um, it was fun to learn that Wood is also not a big like horror game person. Yeah. I, I felt like we definitely have a lot of that kind of stuff in common. We're all chicken. Yeah. Apparently, um, which is good. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really fun to go through that. That's right. With them. Now they're they're going to be on on the research panel for all character brackets moving forward. Mm, wow, that's right. Incredible. Uh, what are we going to do next uh, week when Shocktober is over? I don't know. Yeah, we'll have come up not with something. Thought of it. We will come you up. You know with who something. will come up with something? Who? Superstars. Oh, all right. Put it on them. <laughs> <laughs> the clock's ticking. The clock people. is ticking. <laughs>
Uh, all right, on to what we are playing. Um, mm-hmm. We've been on a, we've been traveling a lot here. I know the, the playing know. games. The playing uh, games. But we've we've both been continuing on with Mario plus Rabbit. I am very close to beating the game. Oh really? I am. Yes. What uh, planet are you on? I'm on second to last one. Four. Correct. Okay. What is the theme of that planet? Um, the theme of it is sort of this like industrial factory situation. That's different. You have to do a lot of repair work on, um, on some stuff that, that will allow you to upgrade your ship. Um, and I I think that's what's going to carry you to the boss planet. Okay. And, uh. Yeah, I, I again, this game has been so good and so much fun that I it really surprised me. Um, and all of the planets have been really different. You know, there was like the fall themed one. That's that, where I am now. Yeah, which is great for right. right now. And then right after that is is sort of like a garden planet, um, which is really beautiful and, and fun. You meet well, so you were on the here. fifth planet then. If there's a garden, oh, you're right. You're is right. that the last one? No, there's one oh, more. Oh, there's like a it's secret. The boss. There's like a secret last one. Cursa. Okay. Well, I wonder if that's a full-on plan or just like a boss fight. I, think I guess we'll see. I think. I think the point is that you have to upgrade your ship. Right. Right. Okay. To get there. I see. Yeah. Who is uh, in your party right now? Oof. My party. I've been. I've been switching it around a little bit because it's getting kind of hard, even in my easy mode. <laughs> it's still hard. Yeah. Um. So I have Bowser, which is my lead character. I love Bowser. Bowser's great. Bowser is so good in this game. Um. All of his different, and if you if you put the right sparks in, like. You can do a lot in one turn with Bowser yeah. and take out so many of the enemies on a map, which is really cool, and you feel so powerful. I love that. Um, the other character that I've really grown to like a lot is Rabid Mario mm. because of the melee damage that he does, and there's a lot of cool things you can do, again, with like how you do his skill tree where you can use the stomp, where you can... You have a lot of like movement, so right. you can kind of get up close. There's also sparks you can equip to like pull enemies towards you, so you can do like a lot of like AOE damage, even though you're doing melee stuff. And then my third character, I, I tend to switch depending on the battle. Either it's Luigi, Peach, or Rabid Peach um, is who I've been using. Um, depending on like if the if the battle's really hard and I just need a healer, like I'll just have Peach do just that, or Rabid Peach yeah. do just that. Um, otherwise, you know, Luigi's great for that long range stuff. Yeah. And, um, and Peach is really good for like, um, like, uh, shielding your team mm-hmm. or like boosting your team. Um, so I really like, I really like her as mm. well, but it's so fun and it's such a good, I mean, getting through the, just the main quest is primarily what I'm focused on. I have done like a couple of side missions, but I don't force it, you know, yeah. if I, if yeah. I'm kind of like. Just going through it and, and happen to run into a side mission, I'll do it. But if not, then I'll, I'm just kind of staying on the main quest. But it continues to be like so much exploration, just a lot of like different things for you to like discover while you're going through it. The puzzles are also strangely challenging in a good way. Like there, there's some like there's some parts where I was like, what do I do here? Like mm. I actually don't under like I have to think about this. It's not just like you know. Like a cheap little puzzle, you know? right? They, they they do a good job of yeah. making it feel challenging and stuff. So, I love it. I really like all the characters Amazing. to the point where I, I sort of have dilemmas of like who do I want in this battle because yeah. I like. I guess the one I don't love so much is um, Rabbit Luigi. I don't care for 
him too much, but all the others I really like, and they're all so different. It's fun to play with them Mm -hmm. all. I do wish there was another healer character. Yeah. Because Rabbit Peach is like the only one. That's right. Yeah. And there are times where that's, that's really nice to have. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, this game continues to be excellent, excellent. And a big step up. From the first Huge game, and, and I'm, I'm glad up. to hear that you know you're you're this far, and so many people were scared of that difficulty spike midway. It's hard. I mean, it's getting harder, but it's not you know that crazy spike from the first game that turned. Well, everybody off. I mean, and there's more difficulty adjustments that I could make if I sure. really wanted to go down even more. I could. Yeah. yeah. But again, that the tuning of that difficulty it changed everything for me for yeah. that game. Um. And, and I'm just so glad that they did that because it, it just it changed the game like altogether, you know, which is really cool. And um, just it feels it feels really balanced now, and it feels just like you know really done perfectly. Um, yeah, I, I continue to just be super impressed hmm. by it. I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you for specifics, but do you think this is on your? Would this be like in your game of the year top ten? Absolutely. Wow. And I never thought I would say that as a... Yeah, you were a big a, skeptic. A, a, I was a huge skeptic. Yeah. I liked the first game, but I really didn't love it that much. I didn't beat it. I fell right. off like kind of, you know, a, maybe a third of the way through. So mm-hmm. I wasn't even that far. You know, yeah. you guys know my my um, ongoing dilemma with rabbits in general. This one is not that annoying, honestly. Like no. there's not... It's not like so in your face. Um, and you can even have a party of all... Non-rabid characters. I'm surprised that I have two rabid characters in my party. But they're just like... They're good. useful. They're useful. Right. Yeah. They're really useful. Yeah. Um, they're still silly. You know, there's still parts of it where I'm like, ew, what the hell's happening? <laughs> <laughs> some of the like, some of the NPC characters yeah. too, I'm like, what is going on with this character? Um, but it's <laughs> like, there's one in one of the, it's like a giant bee, like bee. Oh, rabbit. I showed was, it to you. I was, was like, weird. what is yeah. happening right now? Why? But, but exactly, like why? Yeah. Um, but it's it's not, it, it's come and goes, you know, it's not right. like in your face, like for like hours you're like looking at this weird right. character. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, but I'm, I surprised, I'm surprised, you know, that it, it is something that I've stuck with that I'm just having so much fun with and yeah, it's really, it's really a great, yeah, a yeah. great game. Yeah. Uh, if you finish this, are you going to try and squeeze in Bayonetta? So I was thinking about this, and this might have something to do with our little encounter with all of our Nintendo friends. Yeah, I might play Persona Five instead. You're gonna squeeze that in before God of War, just a, just a light two hundred hours. Just, I just want to just want to. Why do you keep doing? Why about. do you keep doing this to yourself? I feel maybe I can multitask them. Here we go. Oh Here no! We go. Here we go. Oh Here we no! Go. Because I do, I do like Bayonetta, but I really want to try this game. Yeah. I really want to. I think we've both wanted to try it for a long time, but it's like, where do I slot in 200 hours? I might try to do it. At some point, I mean, you just have to do it. This is why I'm kind of blowing through, not blowing through, but I'm, I'm trying to finish Rabbids like this, right. like in the next two days or so. Because it's like, how, we're like less than two weeks from God of War? It's like the 10th? November 9th or 10th. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, a, a, like basically two weeks. I think I can at least play a little bit of Persona 5. And okay. maybe I can play that game like in bed or something. Because it's very like dialogue and relationship heavy. It's your life. I also... You do what you want. Th- I feel like it, there's like some... There's there's some cosmic... There's a lot of signs. Like we were talking to Jeff Keighley last week. And he was like talking so much about the Joker reveal. Uh-huh. 
So then that was, that's been on my mind. Uh-huh. And then we went to the New York store and it was like Persona Everything. And then all these people were- We saw those up. ads in Times Square. We saw the ads in Times Square. For that game, which was exactly. very like, unexpected. Exactly. I just feel like it's like some sort of cosmic sign that's like, play this game. All right. You should play this game. And there's like all these people that are telling me all these things. Like, this game changed my life. Like, this game is- That's true. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like I need to, I need to do it. And now's the time. So. All right. Can't argue with that. Sorry, Bayonetta. You're going to have to wait a little bit. I need to do this in my life for personal reasons. For okay. personal reasons. Yeah. For personal okay. reasons. Hey! Uh, what? Don't disparage me. I'm not. I want to play this too, but I don't, I'm not, can't, I'm going to do it in under well, two weeks. Well, you're not going to do it because you're- I'm still trying to watch Xenoblade cutscenes on YouTube. Oh, Jeez. Just give up. Do you want me to just tell you what happens right no. now? No. Okay. not. I can just write it to you in like two no. sentences. No. Okay. Um... I played a very interesting game on the plane. Uh, I asked you if you wanted to play. You said absolutely not. I did. So, so thanks for nothing. You didn't want to play uh, with me at all. It's called Trash Sailors. This I is, love this. Uh, an eShop game that we we heard about sort of out of the blue. We got offered yeah. codes, um, and awesome. I looked and I was like, "What is this? This name is strange." Yeah. So I looked it up. The um, art style is very. The art style was extremely eye catching, which is why I said yes. Please send the codes, but it's an interesting game. So you are these people who are on this kind of. Raft. raft made of trash in this, <laughs> in the world where the oceans are overrun with garbage. Right. And it's like it's kind of like an overcooked multitasking situation Correct. where you have multiple characters on the boat and one person needs to steer, one person is like fishing out the garbage, but you can put it into this like a like a furnace or something. You put the trash in there and it spits out pieces mm-hmm. for you to either rebuild like your, your ship, boat, upgrade or your boat, be yeah. fuel for your boat. Right. And it'll also show you, like, if you get these pieces, you'll get, like, a bonus. Right. And just all around you, there's there's trash everywhere. So you just need to, like, be quick about it. Like, get right. as much of it into right. the furnace as you can. Right. Since you told me to buzz off, I was playing it by myself, which was... I didn't... It was challenging to do it with one person, but I could see yeah. this being a lot of fun yeah. with two people. And again, that, that art style, like, I cannot understate how good that how art cool style is. Looks what, would, how... what do you call that? I, you're you're more knowledgeable like, about this than I am. It's like almost like another, like, sort of storybook kind of look. Yeah. Where it's like, it has, like, sort of these 2D layers that make it look 3D, but also very, like, But it's like pieces are, like, it's, like, got le- de- a lot of depth, depth to it. Yeah, it's almost like a diorama. There we go, yes. Yes. Um, and, and it has, like, uh, Kind of, again, sort of an illustrated, like hand drawn kind of yeah. look to it, which I think is very cool. Yeah, if, if you're not watching uh, the video version of this podcast, I'd say look it up because it's one of the most interesting art styles I've seen probably, In a long probably time. all yeah. year. Yeah, um, I love and, it. Yeah, the game is fun. I, I, I just want to play it with, with somebody else. I guess me. It, I guess it won't be you. It's going to be me. <laughs> okay, Justin Timberlake. It's going to be May. <laughs> you can't say that. It's November. It's coming on November. You can't say it's going to be May. <laughs> It's illegal. Um, there's one other game that I have on the list that I have not, I'm actually not playing this game. I, I really wanted to ask you about this. Why? Because I figured you would want to play this game. It's like I do. a Pokemon, it's Pokemon. It's a uh, Marvel Snap, which is basically like a card game, right? A mobile. Yeah. yeah. I've heard a million people talking about this. Well, so have I, which is why I put it to the on the list. I downloaded it this morning. Oh, you did? It's a phone game. I want to play it's like it. A, it's fun. It's, it's made by some people who worked on Hearthstone. Yes, I love that so, game. So, you know, it's a like a collectible card game yes. um, based on the Marvel Universe. But it looks like it has... I watched some videos on it. It seems like it's a bit more different than just like head-to-head battles. Right. It's kind of like objectives yeah, yeah, yeah. within a head-to-head mm-hmm. format. Um. 
I don't play a lot of games on my phone. I know. So me neither. it takes a lot for me to get over that hump. Um, but this looks cool, and and so many people who you know are like we, obsessed who with we it. respect a lot are yeah. like this is this, this is, is like great. the best game. Yeah. So I'm going to check try, it out. Yeah, I want to try it out too. You are too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Because I literally was just thinking about. I was like going to ask you if you've tried this game yet. Like, oh wow. Last night when I was looking at all the people. Saying how great it was, yeah. and then somebody was like, "I had to delete this off my phone because it was too addictive." Oh, I was like, "Oh, Uh-oh. the ge- the gems." I know. Right? The ge- oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. Get your gems. Um, but yes, I want to try it out too. I'm excited about it. Wow, that's fun. Maybe next week we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of all we've been playing. I think we've been pretty focused on Mario and Rabbids mm-hmm. um, with a great few little, time to catch little up odds and ends. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fun little plain sort of mobile mobile-y kind of games, which is nice. Right. Right. All right. We got another sponsor. Woohoo! Thank you, Slick Deals. We love Slick Deals. As you guys know, they've been a longtime sponsor of this channel. Have loved, do love, continue to love. Continue to love. And if you guys don't know what Slick Deals is, it is a really cool um, shopping destination where it finds and sources coupons for you. It's a browser extension. It's a mobile app. Yes. So if you're looking for a deal and you're looking to, to buy something, you need to get this. The holidays are just around the corner. It's true. And it never hurts to get some deals. It's true. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a huge community of people that are, um, you know, in the Slick Deals community that are searching for these deals for you. So it's actually real people. Right. Uh, and you get... I like the emails that you get. It's like the, these are the top, the hottest deals of the week. They have a lot of tech products too, which we've uh-huh. used in the past. Right. Um, and yeah, it's it's just it's really like it runs in the background, so again, it doesn't it doesn't like right. disturb you or anything. Like that. I am one of these people who used to Google random coupon codes, and they never work. But never again. Right, right. Thank exactly. you, Slick Deals, for that. Yes. Exactly. Um, we did this last time, but we're going to do a fun little giveaway. Yeah. One thing that I I'm learning now um, about Slick Deals is not only. Does it have deals on sort of like physical products, but also gift cards? Right. Last time we gave away an eShop card. This time we're giving away a Game Pass card. Wow. Wow. So to enter for your chance to win, make sure you are subscribed to the Kit and Krista YouTube channel if you're watching video version of this podcast. That is the channel you're on right now. Make sure to give this video a thumbs up. And leave a comment and tell us what Game Pass game you would play if you win the giveaway. And we'll pick somebody at random and send you your Game Pass card. Great. So wonderful. That's Thank you, wonderful. Slick Deals. Thank you, Slick Deals. Yeah. All right. On to the news. And believe it or not, all the news is about scary games. Well, spoopy time. Spooky, these, spoopy time. These spooky. ain't spoopy. These, these are, are scary. scary. <laughs> these are scary. Okay. <laughs> these are actually Resident like Evil, uh, Silent Hill, there's nothing spoopy about that. Uh, so, yeah, there were two kind of big, like, Nintendo Directy events. Mm-hmm. So let's just go through kind of what's in each of these. So there was a big Silent Hill showcase that had a lot of stuff in it. Oh my gosh. Silent these Hill. both had a ton of stuff, but let's just run through what there was. So there was a Silent Hill 2 remake right. being developed by Bloober Team. This was uh, rumored for a while before. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were pretty right on with that. There's this other game, Silent Hill Townfall, which is done in partnership with Annapurna. So that's yeah. got more of sort of an indie-ish vibe right. to that. Yeah. I love that studio, so. Yeah. Uh, Silent Hill F, which is a spin-off set in this really interesting setting of 1960s uh, Japan. Okay. That was interesting. And then they're, they announced that they are going to be doing a third Silent Hill movie, Return to Silent Hill, 
um, directed by Christoph Gans, who did the first movie. Right, right. Believe it or not, I, I worked on the premiere of the first Silent Hill movie. Did you, you did? know that? Yes. Did you go see I went, it? I went Hollywood. Uh, well, turns out with those premieres, uh, unless you're actually like one of the invited guests, you just end up waiting outside. Oh. So I was like helping like do these like red carpet interviews for like oh, the cast. Wow. And then they would go in and it was like, all right, now you wait for two hours until they come out. Oh, yeah, so you didn't go, see the movie. Go get a sandwich or something. You didn't see the well, movie. Well, I saw it later. I saw you it eventually. Scared? That's a pretty scary movie. I don't want to yeah. see it. It's too scary. It's, that's a good movie. The first Silent Hill movie is like legit good. That's so scary. The second one they did, if, again, this, this, this director, he's, he was really on it. The one after that I don't think was very good. I never saw that one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then that's good that he's back for this third movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like a big dump of info yeah. from Konami who's been really like quiet you know, like, about are you, are you making games what are you right, doing right exactly this is not pachinko so I thought it was interesting that they came out and just had like yeah we've got like five five different things big, happening big big yeah. announcements that we're going to tell you about all at once mm -hmm. I kind of like is this too much news it's always like that nowadays though I feel yeah like, every publisher does this now what was the just... one we were talking about not, not far off ago where it was like this is too much Assassin's Creed yes thank you yeah, it was like, again, like six different right, things, right. all like set in different time periods. I mean, I'm glad this is coming because I want, I want to play, not, maybe not something. I will, we'll see about something. Assassin's <laughs> Creed, I was very happy about because I was like, I want to play these games. What, what are you, I mean, it's a good franchise just to have around. Oh, like, for I, sure. It was a bummer when, I, I mean, any Konami franchise, it was a bummer for, but this right. was, in particular, was so relevant and exactly. so, so beloved. And it's, there's a huge fan base around Silent Hill. Honestly, like, maybe now I would want to play this, but with, like, a lot of people in Broadway. Mm. <laughs> Stream it? That's more your moral people. support. More, oh. pe more, more people? More people in the room with me. Oh, boy. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very casual Silent Hill fan, so I was trying to decipher, like, were people happy with this news? People, were people seemed happy. No? Some people seemed upset. I think it's specifically around the Silent Hill 2 remake. This choice of the dev team was not everybody's oh, cup of tea. I see. Okay. Um, and I think they I were a little bit that. worried, yeah. like, are they going to pay off you know, the storyline? There seemed to be a lot of concerns around that. Again, I'm not super familiar with that team or their work. So okay. I, I'm, I'm just sort of passing along what I saw with that. Right. Um, I saw some people also saying, like, you know, it would be nice if there was just this is what we were saying. Could we just play the original Silent Hill 2 without having to jump through hoops? That's true. Yeah, it's impossible to play these games nowadays. Yeah, you know, getting some, like, dig dig up a, a PS2 or... Yeah. I guess the PC version of that game is just a complete mess. It's a mess, yeah. Like, that would have been a nice counterpoint to this of, like, and we're also going to release the they original... They should just do, like, a trilogy, whatever, or something like that. Yeah. And just release these games on a modern system. I agree. Why not? <clears throat> yeah. It seems very low lift. Right, because, again, if, if this does not pay off what, you know, diehard fans want from Silent Hill 2... At least you have that. They might feel even worse, because it's like, okay, well, they redid this game I love, but I don't love, I don't love the remake. And, and I, I can't play the original. And I still have no way to go and do that. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll do it when we get closer to the... Right, all, right. I mean, all of this seemed quite... Like far off. Far off. Yeah. I am kind of interested in this Annapurna partnership one. Yeah, yeah. Because I really love that studio. They made Stray. Um, yeah. And there's a vibe to the studio, for sure. That trailer was... I mean, it was like it was like a zoom in on a was, on a Walkman. It was literally like ten yeah, seconds. Like, I, have like no, I have no idea yeah. what this is. Exactly. So, so, but they they have a very like strong creative voice. I yeah. feel, 
and it could be an interesting like new take on Silent Hill. Um, maybe it's like a little bit less scary. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Would there be a, a cute what cat? What a ridiculous thing to say. Okay. I, um, you know, again, Konami's been doing basically nothing. Um, it's interesting that this was the series they decided to go big on. Yeah. Um, are they going to do this with other series? Are they trying to make some comeback? I don't know. I would love some Castlevania uh, to, uh, to come back. Oh I mean, goodness, again, they do have Metal Gear. They mm-hmm. tried to make a Metal Gear game after Kojima left. It was a disaster. It was terrible. Um, I just want, yeah, I just wonder what this signals, you know, beyond Silent as, Hill for them. As are um, they back? Konami overall, or what? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Capcom, though. Then there was the Resident Evil showcase, yeah, which had uh, mm-hmm. not as much stuff, I'd say, but definitely still um, some stuff, quite a bit, yeah. So, kind of working from from small to big here, there's this new DLC for Resident Evil Village. Neither of us have played that, by the way. Nope, and I'm not going to. Um, Kind of focusing on a new character. I thought, I've been interested in this third-person mode. You know, when we did that list of our scariest games, all of my scary games were first-person. First-person, yeah. So, I, I really wonder, like... There's got to be something to that of like of course. the perspective like, makes the perspective, it scarier. Perspective of it being you, you're right. seeing it through your own eyes. That's why I think RE4 is not as bad. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I, I, I'm probably not going to play Village at this point. But I do wonder, you know, does that change the tension, the feel, the yeah. scariness? I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they also announced Resident Evil Reverse, which is this kind of janky-looking online mm. shooter. Um, And they said village players get some early access to this. They have tried so many times to do like a multiplayer Resident Evil thing, which, and it's just never worked. Right. I do remember on, I had this game on PS2. I think it was Resident Evil Outbreak was what it was called. That was actually a really interesting game. You had to have the network adapter and you had to have the hard drive. So I was like two of the three people in the world who had those things. (laughs) Um, But it was cooperative. And, And you had like, there were like a handful of different characters who could all do different things, have different roles. See, that's that's probably pretty fun. It was a great concept, but playing with randos online, it was just like, it, was it was always just people running around doing yeah. not what they should but be doing. But you could do it with your friends, and you could communicate yeah. in real time about like what everyone's supposed to be doing. Right. That could be really cool. That seemed like a fun idea. I, I would prefer that they go back to something like that than just these kind of generic, online, action-y yeah. shooters. Right, right. So I... I don't have high hopes for that. Yeah. And then the big thing here was this um, new trailer, and there was a lot of new gameplay that came out for the Resident it Evil 4 good. remake. Uh, this, this game looks incredible. It looks really good. Yeah. Is, and this one is, you, doesn't seem as scary. Have you played this game? I have. When did you? So you, uh, you played it on GameCube? Or, Game, GameCube. or Wii? No, I can People love that Game, Wii version. I think I played it on GameCube. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I played the Switch version of RE4, like a couple... And it, I was a little bummed that the game didn't hold up as yeah. well as I thought it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm so happy that this that remake a, a is coming. A real remake, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks great. You know, the gameplay looks great. Like, they were showing that first kind of, like, set piece when you go into the village. That's, mm-hmm. like, such a great like an iconic like, playground of, right. like, action and scariness. And there's the chainsaw guy. Right, a chainsaw Again, guy. Again, the chainsaw guy's back. <laughs> um, this is going to be super great. Yeah, for some reason... Leon, you think Leon Le- is Leon's hot. hot? Great. Leon's um, a hottie. This game just really nails 
the scariness with action. I think that's that's why it's not as not as bad for me. Right. Yeah, it's not. I mean, there's some definitely jump scares and scary enemies. You feel p- powerful, but though. you feel like you could take them exactly. Right. right. Yeah, you can feel. Right. You feel like you, you can you can like win this fight. And of course, they kind of overdid it with the action in RE five and six. Right. Which is why they had to to really correct it in RE7. But this was a perfect balance. Yeah. This is really... See, RE7, they overcorrected and they made it too scary. That's what you say. That's what I say. That's what you say. That's what I say. Yeah, I'm I'm just super pumped for this. This game is out in March. March. So it's it's not super long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really played any of these remakes. I love what they're doing with these, though. Yeah. I think this is a really smart thing to do. Um, and people, people seem to like them, and who knows, this might be the best one. I'm, yeah. I'm going to play it. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely play this one. Yeah. And then, finally, uh, this was sort of an interesting thing. Um, this Alan Wake remastered dropped on the Switch. This was sort of a shadow drop, but mm-hmm. people are not happy with it. They say it is janky, a Uh-oh. technical mess. I have a zag... Comment on this. What I am zagging comment? on this. What is your zag? I like games like this where they have tried to shrink the experience down into a like handheld kind of thing. Well, so maybe maybe that's where this argument falls apart because this was originally an Xbox 360 game. It's not like a current right. game. So maybe they should have been able to do a better job. But I always liked this was most prominent in the PS2 GameCube Xbox era. Mm-hmm. Like you would have these multi-platform games. And you would always assess, like, which version am I going to get? Right. And it's like, uh, the GameCube. This one looks pretty janky. Right. It was always like the Xbox mm-hmm. version was always really nice. But right. it was like, oh, the PS2 version doesn't look so sharp, but I would have rather play it on that controller than the GameCube yeah. controller, which is kind of weird. Um, it seems like these days you don't get as much of this where everything is just exactly the same. Right. Pick whatever version you want. That's why I like, like, you know, the Doom port on the Switch. It's like. Oh, yeah, because that, that one's like. Obviously, it's not going to look as yeah, nice. It's highly compromised, but they're making it work. I played through all of Witcher 3 on the Switch. Highly compromised. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun to play it that way. Right. I would love to see, you know, warts and all, I would love for them to just try to get more mm. of these games on the Switch. Yeah. Because I think it's fun, and I'm, I'm willing to overlook a lot of the problems. That's true. A lot of people For aren't the fun. convenience of handheld. Right. And, like, the convenience of, like, taking it with you places. Right. Like, I definitely will give a lot of leeway to games right. like that. But there, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one, but there's just something appealing of, like, they tried their best with this. Aww. And, it, and it's, it's a like, little endearing. It's, like, a shadow of itself, but the core of it is still there. As long as the core of it is still there. Right. I think then you can give it, you can let it pass, you know? Right, right, right. Um, I'm not the biggest Alan Wake fan, though. So yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not super interested. But in but it. again, when I when I saw this, I was like, oh, people seem mad about this, but I am not mad at all. I'm not a, I'm not a big graphics I kinda, person either. I kind of like it. Like, I'm just you're like, not on Digital Foundry. No. What? Unfortunately, you're not a platinum no. member. I'm not. You're not counting frames. Unfortunately, we should no. try and count frames. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I, like, is that four or? <laughs> like, I can't do. How that. does that work? I don't know. People like, oh, especially like for fighting game people, like, oh, I counted the frames. It's like, how did you? How, how did, did you, you do, do that? It? Like a savant? Like, wh- how do does this work? I mean, I guess you could like record it and go like, yeah, frame by frame. Premiere, you can look at it frame by frame. Oh my gosh, people. I don't think that's going to be good for us. We'll be bad at that. All right, let's not do that. Okay. That is all for the news. And now on to questions. No, we have one more thing. Bayonetta voice actress. Oh, thank you for reminding me. I told you to add it to the list and you were like, no, we'll remember. That's why there's two of us here. Absolutely forgot. That's why there's two of us. 
real quick because we don't want to dwell on this any yeah. longer because we're kind of over it. Um, but there was a thing that came out this morning, <laughs> right? Um, from Hel- Helena's Hel- Helena's um, Helena Taylor. What's her the Helena? actress? The actress <laughs> in question. <laughs> yeah, Helena um, from her Twitter. Yeah, that basically um, you know confirmed. Uh, Jason Schreier's story from earlier this week about yeah. the actual amount um, being not four thousand dollars, but fifteen. That was that was like a follow up offer follow-up after offer. after the original offer had been declined, right? Yeah, there was an original offer that was like around ten thousand, and then there was a follow up offer around sure. fifteen thousand. Both were rejected, and then there was an offer of four thousand to do a cameo. Right. Anyways, numbers aside. I, I think what we said last week about this still is what we think, you know? Um, obviously, there's, like, a weird non-standardization of rates and stuff like right. that in this in this VA industry that seems maybe problematic that needs to be figured out and standardized yeah. or, or some, some sort of, like, there, there should be some sort of, you know, other way to determine what is a fair amount to pay somebody to do this work yeah. um, so that they can live live and, and have enough money to to live their lives. So that that's one thing, like neither here nor there with the actual amount. Um, it's, it's the perceived, I think, uh, fair fairness of the payment yeah. um, by this actress. And the other thing I, I think um, is that uh, it doesn't really discount what we were saying about, you know, Platinum Games and potentially their continue, continued struggle with, like, their finances, you know? Like, it could be, la- this could be additional layers to that. Um, and obviously, like we were saying before, two sides to the story yeah. and a little murky and doesn't change our opinion about buying the game or anything like that or, or supporting this game in the other yeah. Developers that worked on it. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't have too much more to say about this. I, I think we're both kind of over it at this point. I mean, exactly. it seems like every day there's some new little wrinkle that comes out. Yeah. Um. You know, my takeaways are pay people what they should be paid, what yes. the, what their value is. Right. And also, sure does stink when your dirty laundry airs out on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it? Exactly. And and definitely like remember that there's always two sides to every story, and you know that that is. You know, don't jump to a conclusion like and, and freak out. Yeah. You know, when remember when that when all this crumbles, Around crashes us, and burns. Crashes and burns. Don't listen to your story. Listen to my story. I have the two true account. Sides. I'm going to Jason Schreier first. He's my friend. <laughs> he really likes me a lot. Though. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Okay. All right. Now. Can I move on now? You got we some can other. Move on to the questions okay. from my wonderful Patreon Great. family. Uh, first question is from Shurikan. Hey, Kit and Krista, who got the Nintendo Minute YouTube <laughs> revenue? If there was any, I don't know how it works when a business has a YouTube channel. Did you guys get paid more for doing Nintendo Minute, or did you guys essentially make a Nintendo Minute for free? Mm-hmm. Uh, great follow-up from this last news story. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't paid at all. So, um, there is no ad revenue. The channel is not monetized. Right. It is basically just a promotional only right. venture. And I that do, is what I, may, may, most brands do. I, I do believe. think it's weird when you come on a brand channel and they've got ads running or they've got like some partnership that they're doing. It's yeah. like you're kind of overstepping. It's kind of weird. A little yeah. bit here like, for what this is. Right. It's definitely like a promotional vehicle. Right. To right. get your news and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that was not a factor on any of the Nintendo channels. Right. Um, did we get paid more for doing Nintendo Absolutely Minute? Absolutely uh, not. No. 
We did not. We uh, absolutely did not get paid more. Not part of our job descriptions. This was just kind of like a special bonus thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I never did it, but I always felt like if we had said, hey, can we get X amount more money because we're doing this thing? They would have said, why don't you stop doing this? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is almost like an opposite effect of like, this is not actually your your day-to-day right. job. So not only are we not paying you, but if it interferes with your day-to-day job, right. you need to stop. Exactly. Yeah. Then so. we're going to be upset. Exactly. Right, right. Got to write those emails to Japan now. Film a video. Get on that embargo. <laughs> Let me explain it to you for the ninth time. You broke the embargo, not me. <laughs> <laughs> the embargo. Uh, Captain Spook... Oh, this is Captain Cinnamon Buns normally. Now he's Captain Spooky Buns. But the picture is still of a cinnamon bun. Well. <laughs> it looks real good, too. It's, it's tasty. Hey, y'all, when you work for Nintendo, how careful did you have to be when posting on your personal social accounts? Or when hiring new employees, how much did a candidate's online presence affect hiring decisions? Mm -hmm. For example, you find out a candidate had some controversial hot takes about Mario games on Twitter. If it's okay for them to just delete that tweet and move on, what if the tweet had been viral and many people had seen it? How much would an event like that impact their availability to be hired? These are the questions that haunt me Ooh, at night. It's a good question. Captain, what are you posting about? What are you posting about? <laughs> Cinnamon bun hot takes? <laughs> You're going to try to get hired by like Auntie, uh, Auntie Annie's pretzel. Oh. <laughs> well, what do you have to say to the good captain? Well, um, for our personal social media accounts, it definitely was, um, we had to be very careful. Right. Especially because we were sort of like known as you know, company spokespeople yeah. or whatever. And we, we go through, you know, social media training, yes. spokesperson training. All of which were All weird. of that. Yeah. Um, and the company, like every company, has like guidelines, policies and, guidelines. and policies, yeah. which are yeah. maybe more vague than some people would have liked. But again, yeah. you cannot spell out literally do's and don'ts for any every scenario yeah. you might have on social yeah. media. And we would have lots of questions you would get a lot of questions people are like oh i, I want to be a streamer can i do this I, you know like really random stuff i that, never liked getting yeah. those questions because i wasn't really in a position to give a definitive yes or no exactly so it's like a weird position the to best i in. could do was interpret the rules right uh, but i it was always like well here's what i would do or here's what i would feel comfortable doing um, but I was up always, to you. I was yeah. always glad to give that advice. But it's like, don't let me, you know, Stop you make your decisions if you really your life. If, if yeah. you think this is okay. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, there were definitely not an insignificant number of people who got in trouble over social media. Big posts, huge trouble. Yeah, yeah, and that was that, that led to some bad that always, stuff. Always led to real, real issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was always like very careful. And posted like very right. bland things on my social media channels. Some might say you still do. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. Gotcha. Oh, well, I try to keep it positive. I don't want to be that oh, person yeah. that's like stirring the pot for yeah. no reason. Sure. Jump into conclusions okay. and stuff. Be a positive person, you know? Yeah. Um, in terms of the sec- second part of your question about how it affects hiring decision. I think it absolutely does. I think you're yeah. online, not just for Nintendo, probably for anywhere, like any, any company that you right. apply to. Like obviously if you have a, a particular reputation and when you're in an interview process or in a, in, you know, a hiring process with a company, like they're trying to get to know you. They have limited, right. You know, resources to do that. And social media is like one big part of getting to know you as a person. And, um, I think, yeah, your your online presence is a reflection of who you are. And if you have a lot of 
you know, negative things or, or, or things that um, a, a brand, a company might perceive as being um, problematic, like that 100% will weigh into the decision of whether or not they will hire you. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, just be careful. I would say like that stuff online does never goes away, you know, so whatever you're putting out there, it's probably going to follow you around for the rest of your life, even if you delete it or whatever. So yeah, just, just be careful. The captain may never sleep again after I'm sorry. you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kaifi123 asks, what does Nintendo think of the secondhand market? Also, do you know if Nintendo are interested in combating scalpers? So kind of a two-part question there. Mm-hmm. The secondhand market, I think Nintendo doesn't love it, but they realize like what can How we... How can they do to control it? What can it? we do about it? Yeah. The relationship with GameStop was so interesting because obviously... This is, you know, GameStops where they make most of their money is reselling yeah. stuff. But Nintendo, I don't think, ever really felt like they could do much because they were such a big retailer. Right. It was like, what we, are you going to do? We can't upset this relationship. Correct. So we're just going to... Let them do it. Look the other way, right. basically. There were some some programs that they did encourage um, that Nintendo mm-hmm. kind of worked on as well. I remember, like, the trade-up programs yeah, yeah so there was like some like gray area where it's like we don't love the second hand or like the products that you know an older product kind of getting sort of this almost like recycled treatment but they would participate in like promotions like yeah, that yeah. so that was interesting um scalpers uh so you're 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 referring to i'm assuming like now nowadays especially like games are these retro games are really expensive or, or what? Kind no, of- I think this, so I had a huge issue with this in the last couple of years at Nintendo where, you know, a product would go up for pre-sale and it would sell out immediately. Oh, and yes. And it's like, I well, if okay. you want to get a new PS5, you're going to have to pay thousands of dollars on right, eBay because right. these scalpers the eBay, are there. The scalpers. Okay. Um, that, those things. Some people recognized this was an issue. Some people didn't. Unfortunately, our sales team didn't really see it as an issue That's because true. it's like, hey, yeah. it sold out. That was our job. Sell it out. That's we did. true. That's so true. But it's cares? not getting into the hands of your actual no. consumers. And right. us and the communications team and specifically social media would be like, hey, people are really upset that this product they want to get, they can't get it. You didn't tell them when this thing would go would be available for pre-order. They yeah. didn't know what, like they would have taken the steps to get it if you had only told them. So I would always beg them. I was like, please. This Give thing, us a time for let, when it would let's, go Let's pre-announce sale. a time for when this thing is going to be available. Let's give the people the information in advance so they can it, they can at least feel like they had a fair shot. Yeah. And, vers- and, versus... and then it just goes into the hands of a scalper. They didn't have a fair shot and right. they can't get it at all. And it was always like, yeah, thanks, but no. We're going to just yeah. do it our way. And they did it again yeah. with the Xenoblade stuff and... this, this last year. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Remember that? I was yeah. going to say, to be fair, you know, they can't dictate what the retailers do. Mm-hmm. But in that case, that was the Nintendo store, so they exactly. could they could have they completely could have dictated absolutely that. dictated. Yeah. That. I just don't want to. Right, right. Yeah, they don't so, want to. They don't care. Sell out's yeah. a sellout. Who cares? Sellout's a sellout. So, yeah. but this, I mean, this is such a huge issue that retailers really do need to fix this. Yeah, exactly. It just seems to happen again and again. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, you can say, yeah, we sold out, but there is a long term effect. Sure. That is bad. Exactly. This. And you're just destroying your like customer base, you right. know, doing something like this. Uh, Darklink 
asks. Oh, Darkling, the villain yeah, of Wins now. Next okay. week, back to Link. All right. What are your thoughts on the last few Scarlet and Violet trailers? What do you still want to see from the game before release? This is a good question. They have been strangely releasing a lot of trailers, like weekly. Yeah. These little, little things. But I was just going to say the trailers that they're releasing are either like, look at this new Pokemon that we're adding that's sort of a new design or something yeah. like that. Um, but not actual like, game information like i still want to know a lot more i think they did re release like one of the new gym leaders like the influencer gym, yeah, gym yeah. leader um but i still have a lot of questions about like the different storylines that you can go through for this game like what does that actually look like there's like the the co-op thing that we were quite had some questions yeah. about so there's like bigger gameplay things that I don't think has really been addressed in these trailers that it, that seem to more so focus on like the fluff almost. Yeah. Um, so that that's my I would I would love I'm mean, going to get the game so it's fine but I that's the information I would like to see. I honestly don't need to see anything else. I do think this last wave of trailers has been strange to yeah. the point like this is maybe tinfoil hat. It's like. We know the way they make these rollouts is it's a pretty measured way. They like do, they never yeah. just like flood it like weeks at a time with information. So this did feel off to me. Yeah. Part yeah. of me is like, are the pre-orders for this game not that good? And they felt like we just got to get something else out there. Is that mm. what happens sometimes? It's like, yeah. When the pre-order pre would panic. come in and it's like, oh, what are, what are you going to do? What can we do? We got to get some more information out there as if that would solve all the problems. That's true. Yeah. It did. Got to keep the, the attention at its height. It did give me a little bit of a whiff of that, of like desperation of like, just, just get some inf information out there, whether it's flimsy or not. I don't care. Just get it out. Mm. Um, I don't know, but it did feel weird to me. Yeah. It did it definitely felt fluffier than normal for right. me. Like it just, again, it, it felt like, why are you, if you wanted to get information out, even if it's to help drive pre-orders or whatever, like, why not just get information about, like, things about the game that people might actually care about yeah. versus, like, the fluffy stuff? Right. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, and do then, you not have that information? And not in back-to-back -back weeks like that. Yeah. But, like, where is, you must have this information. Like, just cut a trailer. Well, at this point, it's just, game's almost out, so. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, Maverick Nate says, Hi, Kit and Krista. With Nintendo of Japan building a Nintendo Museum in Kyoto in 2023, I was wondering what sort of exhibits you think they're planning to have. Also, what exhibits would you love to see in the museum? I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that they're doing this, and I was so excited to hear that this was happening, and then also shocked that this is happening only now Yeah. for a company that's like over like, what, right, right, like right. you know, hundreds of years old or whatever. Um, but we always had this fear, you know, like when we were at Nintendo and wanting to work with the developers on some sort of either like historic look back at a franchise or a game is always like, oh, some guy has like the original drawings in his desk. Like we need to, we need to dig around and find it. Yeah. It's like, what? You know, these, these pieces of like very rare and important video game history is just sitting in some guy's like drawer mm -hmm. or something like that. There's always this fear that like. If anything happened, no one would even know these things existed. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, them get kind of organized on this and really, like, archive a lot of this yeah. stuff and, and and give us, like, a full, you know, uh, hopefully a full um, history of some of these, like, really incredible, like, decades-old franchises, you know? I mean, we have some of the artwork in our 
here. This is an original piece that I literally got. Why do you have that? I still don't know. Why do you have the Mario? That's not original. Oh, it's not original. It's not original at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Is somebody just... kicking down this door, searching Again, seizure. I, yeah, it was like in somebody's desk and someone just handed it to me one day and was like, here, you can have these now. This is why you need to have a museum. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. I've taken very good care of them, but like again, this is like where like why is this Picasso in somebody's garage? Yeah. You know, like that kind of situation where you don't want you don't want that. Yeah. Um, I I agree with all of that. The other thing that I would add is please like do extensive interviews with all of the elder generation oh my of developers. Yes. Before that information is lost forever. Right. And those stories are lost forever. Right. And it's already happened, you know. I think yeah, I've told this story before. Away. There was this guy um, who was the designer of the Famicom who came to the U.S. He was invited to a museum, and we set up some interviews with him with again with Jeremy Parrish, who came away he was like, "Oh my gosh, this was like a once in a lifetime opportunity." Uh, but a few years ago, that guy passed away. So it's like if you didn't talk to anybody, like where were the stories? Yeah, go? it's like where, where the, this information is not passed along or saved anywhere, right? And we have a lot of people at Nintendo who are getting up to that retirement age yeah. where, is it just like dust in the wind? Like what, really what happens to it? So it's like, yeah. yes, find the physical items, but also like spend- Get the a, narrative. Talk to these people for like get, weeks if you need to. Yeah. Get, get it, it all, all on camera. Get it all. And they're so reluctant to do that too. Like they're so reluctant to like put these developers in the spotlight right. or like, you know- have them share those kinds of stories, but it's like not just from it's not for marketing. This is just to like archive a piece of history, yeah. you know. We have a show historian. <laughs> they don't have a historian. I know, right? What's Come going on. on? I don't know. Episode blah blah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and this is the other point that I was I would always make before we because we pitched a lot of like documentary type ideas exactly, and they would be like absolutely. Why would not. anyone want to stop see wasting that? your time and mine? And the point was. It was weird. Not only is this valuable information, this could be a huge business opportunity. I know. Are you kidding me? The history of Nintendo? Think of all the things. Books, documentaries, mm -hmm. merchandise, yeah. museum stuff. Are you kidding? That could be like a whole other revenue stream. Huge. Yeah. The story. They just, they'll just go on forever. Exactly. Yeah. It's I like can't. an unending right. stream. Right. Yeah. Anyways. <sighs> we had at E3... One of when it was the Link's Awakening uh, Switch version, we had the past and present of all those developers were there. Oh, that's right. And we proposed let's do an oral history of Link's Awakening from the old version to the new version. And they're like, no. I was, I had never been like more pumped about like an idea like historically. Yeah. And they were like, this Why? Is, this is dumb. This is a stupid idea. We're absolutely not doing this. And we're like, like oh. Odd people. Yeah, I know. You're this killing is why me I here. really appreciate like the gaming historian. Yes. Because he does go out of his way to like do these things. We pitched an idea to work with him. I know. It was basically let's let's outsource documentary work to him. Let's give him let's all this access him and, all this and, access. and he'll make it. And, and they, he his stuff is so high quality. Reggie was a huge fan of him. I got laughed at. And then out we of got the laughed at. Yeah. Yeah, we got laughed at. All right. Who's laughing now? Nobody's laughing. No one's laughing. Uh Ochi Ochi Brochi. Ochi. Good day from Ochi. down under. Wow. Wow. Do you guys have any stories about Nintendo Australia? Seems like the branch doesn't have much of a presence at all compared to the US, Japan, or Europe. Or do you have any Australian stories or opinions? Tim Tams. Vegemite. Don't 
Don't get canceled in Australia about Vegemite. We have to, we did a Vegemite taste test with our Australian counterparts at E3, and that True. was pretty fun. Um, yeah, they're definitely part of our global, like, you know, the Nintendo global team. There would always be somebody from Nintendo Australia that would come to these big meetings. Yeah. Um, they would have a lot of their own programming as well. Um, that they would, you know, sort of ask for our advice on, and, and it was an open dialogue with the team there. They had a lot of leaks, though, in Australia. Well, they had, so it was like their equivalent of the ESRB had a weird timeline. They had a weird timeline, Where they had yeah. to file for this stuff really early, and, and once it was filed, it would become public. So right. we would get panic phone calls from, like, the legal team being, oh my gosh. Australia's filing tomorrow. Australia's filing this game tomorrow. You need to announce it today. It's like, well, that's not how it works. Yeah, and also so, it's too late now. Thanks so, for nothing. No. Yeah. But that, I mean, this was definitely, a, you know, of all these other regions, a very small, a very small office. Yeah. Um, I remember they tried briefly to do, like, a Nintendo Minute type they did. video yeah. project. They also did, like, some, 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 some of that, like, more original content stuff. Like, yeah. they did that girls thing. Right. They did, like, two episodes of that. Um, yeah. That was also, like... It was like the the Japanese executive training program was like go run Australia for a couple years. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. They would always send somebody down under. <laughs> right, to like so and so has been sent on assignment to, to go down under see if to they, do Australia See if they can stuff. cut it in Australia. Yeah, but it's always like some random person. Right, right. That was very strange. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's how we know about Australia. That's right. Uh, Piano psychopath, have you been late to work at Nintendo ever? Have you lied about why you were late? Were there any consequences or was it more laid back in that area? Interesting question. Um, when I was a hourly employee, oh. I had to be very specific about my hours because you have to do like a timesheet. Um, so you, yeah, you would have to like track like when you came in, when you left, if you did any overtime. Um, not like a punch the clock situation, right. but someone was definitely tracking. You used to also hours. have a very long commute. I very, did, very, yeah. Very I used to have a really long commute. Um, me and producer Stephanie were carpool buddies for many years because yeah. we had the long commute together. Um, and once I became a salaried employee, I think it got to be a little bit more manageable in terms of like just kind of keeping your own hours. And then there's also, you know, I, I think the the main thing is like don't be late to an important meeting. That's yeah. that's the if main. If there's thing. something you need to be there for, like you someone's need to be gonna. There on time be upset with you if you're supposed to be somewhere to present something right. or, or do something at a, at a big meeting yeah. and you're not there. Yeah. There's There's been times where um, we used to have this meeting on Fridays at 1 and everybody would want to go to, out to lunch on Friday, but you would have to like be back by 1. And there was definitely people that were late to that meeting oh. that um, did not go over very well. But on, on, on a normal day, like if you showed up to the office, you know, be 10 o'clock, whatever. Nobody really cared. Nobody really nobody cared. Nobody really cared. Yeah, nobody yeah. cared. As long as you were doing your work and right. you were showing up to important meetings um, on time, I think it was pretty okay. Yeah. There was one time... I mean, I looked the other way for weird things you did all the time. Like what? All of the time. Name some. Tardiness. No. Yes. There was a thing in the handbook that I read, Treason. Treason? <laughs> company, treason. Company treason. Just some light treason. Just some light. <laughs> we did a coup. <laughs> We had a coup and a heist. Um, there was this one thing that happened that was pretty funny. Like, there was a company, there was a holiday that we did not get as a company. Oh. And then somebody, somebody thought that we did get that holiday off. And didn't oh, really? And didn't show up. Oh. And we were like, where, where is so-and-so? And they thought we had it off. And then I, I remember calling this person and I was yeah. like, hey, are you, 
Are you okay? Are you sick? Because usually if you um, were, if you called in sick, you would tell the team that you're yeah. not feeling well. Yeah. Um, and they're like, what do you mean? Today's a holiday. I'm like, uh, not for us. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I, I want to, you'll tell me when we're done who this is. <laughs> That's a funny story. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. I was like, oh. It really was a holiday. We should have gotten off though. We'll say. I, I think it was one of those holidays yeah. that we just randomly didn't get yeah. off, yeah. which was unfortunate. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Riven asks, what's your favorite game? Oh, here we go. What's your favorite game in Nintendo Land for Wii U? I really love the Metroid game and seems to me like they could spin that off into its own full game, though probably not a Metroid game. Find Me? Was that the... No. No. What was that one game with the Mario? You don't know. With the Mario. Yeah, there was like the hide and, hide and seek with Mario. Yeah, that's not called Find Me. What's it called? Um, it was something Mar Mario Chase, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was not that, is that your choice? That's my choice. That game was fun. So there were a lot of games that were like based on that concept. And I thought some of them were just a bit more like, had a bit more going on. Like I remember yeah. the, the Animal Crossing game where you're like getting candy. That was very fun. Oh yeah. There was the Luigi's Mansion game where it's like oh, find the goat. That was, the, I really liked ghost. that one. Yeah. Um, Mario Chase. The chase Metroid. Me. Chase. Whatever. It's got a me in it. Whatever. Find me. Chase um, me. Chasing. The Metroid game, I agree, was was very good and very like in depth. I was gonna say some of them had varying degrees of yeah. it being like more in depth. Yeah, that one versus... you really needed like a full group to do properly. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, some of those were like so flimsy. Right, right, right. The like like the F Zero one. It's like, what are we doing here? Ninja Stars. <laughs> that was bad. With the like the, the, you vertically. You had to you... demo that like a million times. Yeah, in Ninja E3, Stars so. basically like making it rain. You basically <laughs> had to like make it rain with Ninja Stars, and I was like, this is awkward. You were strangely good do... at it. I don't know. Oh. Another thing I had to cover up for you. Jesus, <laughs> those lunch buffets you're always going to. I don't know. <laughs> All you can eat chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a Wii U gamepad, Krista. No. <laughs> uh, Rob asks, what do you think about games with multiple endings? Oh. I avoid story spoilers, so I never notice that a game has multiple endings until I get the underwhelming ending. Yeah, like Elden Ring and stuff like that, and, and Cyberpunk, and all those games that have the multiple endings. I always, Did you get the bad ending? I always get, like, a very generic ending, because yeah. I play the game. I always play, like, the hero arc, because I, I, I just don't... I, I'm too scared to get a bad ending, you know? I will say the, the most disappointing ending for a multiple endings game that ever happened oh. to me was in the game Detroit. Oh, you finished that game? Yes. Really? I finished that game and I got probably the worst ending ever and I was I was like emotionally destroyed. Oh. From that ending. Like I, I you, just, met, you like messed up I a messed QTE it, or something? I messed it up. Like bad. Yeah. The exact same thing happened to me in Heavy Rain. That's right. This <laughs> yeah. is I got a really good <laughs> Those ending. Those games. For that. You got a I got a bad terrible yeah. ending. I don't, I can believe that happened. I don't to you. like the bad. I mean, I can I can understand why those games have bad endings like that. Yeah, but yeah. other games, like, do you really need to have a bad ending where people have devoted, you know, tens of hours? I couldn't believe that happened to me in Detroit. I just I, I couldn't. Those games, I can I can sort of understand it. I just couldn't. I couldn't. But deal with it. other games, it's like where it's like, yeah, here's there's six endings and one's bad and you got it. That never feels good. It feels bad. Yeah. And it just, it's its not a good way to leave the player. I agree. You know, it's just, oh, it's just, you're so sad at the end of it. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Last questions from VGM Life. Okay. You recently discussed the Luigi Death Stare and the Luigi Harlem Shake. <laughs> it would be fun to hear about your involvement in the year of Luigi. I thought it was cool that Luigi was given some love for one year in his 30 plus year existence, but what was the internal sentiment towards this promotion? 
Which of you is the bigger Luigi fan? This is a this is a good question because I think you had talked about last week where it's like, why are we doing this anniversary? Luigi is so boring. Um, this I, was this was where I flipped on Luigi. Exactly. Yeah. We had so much cool stuff for the year of Luigi. I was happy that we were just getting to know the character a little bit more. There's some all time like weird stuff that happened with Luigi over the years. That is not a death stare or the Harlem shake. Like there was the Luigi tennis incident that I had to deal with (laughs) that we'll talk about another time. Uh. Um, But there's like, there's always been like some weird, something weird that would happen around the Luigi character, which I always found to be fascinating. Um, I have a really funny story for the year of Luigi, which is when we, we had this big, like almost like a yearbook for the year of Luigi. Mm. And we brought it to all these different events, like PAX and stuff like that. And we'd set it in the booth and we have like um, people for, we had like pens and stuff like that out for people to write nice messages to Luigi. Well, of course, everyone did not want to write nice messages. They wanted to write filth for Luigi. So poor producer Stephanie (laughs) had a jar of whiteout. I mean, she she might as well just dumped it on the page. Yeah, that she would have to go and like pick through to make sure there wasn't curse words or dirty drawings. This is a hostile work environment here. Subjected to this? Subjected to this. Oh my gosh. She spent a long time whiting out a very dirty drawing, okay, in the Year of Luigi book (laughs) that ended up not being able to be covered up very well because instead of it Just rip the page. Well, there was other things on the page that were like really good, so we didn't want to rip the page. It's like instead of like a drawing of... A, a dirty drawing in like black pen. It was just a dirty drawing white. in white. Yeah, you can totally, you can totally see, see what it was, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was terrible. Why would people do that? Don't do that. Gosh. If you're one of those people, don't do that. <laughs> it was fun, like having a whole year-long thematic. Yeah, I, th- I think that was really creative, I and like and that too. and I think they should do that again, honestly, when they have the chance. Yeah, they were it, so like, they didn't really like anniversaries. It was very clear, though. Like this is a cry for help. Like we are grasping at straws yeah. on how to promote what we do or don't have, and this right. is the best we could do. Right. They're yeah. usually Nintendo is not a big anniversary no. person. Right. Like they, they, whenever we're like, oh, tomorrow is this, you know, yeah. next week is Metroid, right. whatever. They're like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like weird that they have. Like, will here. will Nintendo acknowledge the Super Mario anniversary? Probably, probably. But it's probably a harder path for them to do it than you might think. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. right. Is that our last question? That sure is. Oh, boy. We did it. Once more. Um, Okay. We are moving on to our wonderful superstar shout out, which is one of our tiers for our Patreon. And these are people that we just love so much and we work really closely with them in every episode of the show. So you can thank them. That's right. Or you can blame them. We're going to thank them right now. We're going to thank them right now, though. Here we go. Aaron Hash. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. From Raul with Luck. Jordan Collette. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Mr. Rogers. Paul Gale Network. Rain Tech. Roy Eschke. Simon Barrera. Switching it up. Underscore. Safazon. The Shark Among Men. VGM Life. Link, the Hero of Winds. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Yay! Thank you, thank you, superstars. We love you so much. All right. And then let us shout out our wonderful one-up club in our one-up club graduation service. Here we go. A. Ron Burgundy. Adam Edwards. Ajahn Malari. Ale Alejandro. 
Alexandra Pratt. Andre, NYH. Astro Dev. Bagel. Bookum Dano. Bruce Dash. Chancellor Fairley. Christopher Lay. Cozy Tar. Captain Cinnamon Buck. Captain Alex. C Roper 17. Daniel Colt. Daniel Valencia. Dachshund. Devin Does Stuff. Doo Doo Face. Douglas Chomix. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Emma Scott. Espars 50. Esbrato. Fairbound. Fred Rossi. Gar. Garrett Hallfish. Ian Shea. Israel Izzy. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jackie Z. JK99. JBJ. Jeff Yoakum. Jesse Hernandez. Jim Wakeland. John Responte. Jordan Hammerly. Joseph DeHayes. Joshua Clements. Judy Fruit. Just Camtro. Kai Comercio. Kala2796. Kelp Shake. Kevin Delane. K Madman TV. Christorati Kid. Christopia Party with Me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Kyle LaBeouf. Kyler Nelson. Linnell Stickman. Lego My Frago. Hit. Lucas Pico. Mad Dog 5981. Malfarin. Mamu. Marky Man 64. Matthew Rewald. Mecha Dragon 101. Megan Michael Cra- Oh, Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Mr. Andy Pong. Murph. Mitran. Nazar. Nathan Burkhart. Handabuns. Piano Psychopath. Prince Charmless. P.S. Weed. Quinn Hardigan. Reaver. Ray Chiron. Reed 031. Ryuji Utsuho Oku. Renee Rivers. RJ Kern. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Ryan Hayes 521. Ryanetta. Sam Nealon. Sharif Jackson. Sheer Cold Vanilla. Shinru. Slowbro. Schmeagles. Silly Ferret. Spicy Munchkin. Seals Trone. Thomas Alvarez. Troopage. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tyler Geist. Video Game Stupid. Beautiful Dandy. Virtual Bot. Wicked Davy. Will Ernst. Will Johnson. Zudiverf. Zelgaroth. Zeroid. Wow. We should say we met Mad Dog 5981 at the, at Nintendo, the Nintendo store. store. Wow. It was very fun. He did not want to talk to me about how the blockchain could transform my life. And so you talked to him. I talked to him. We had a great time. <laughs> had yes. a great time. Yes. It was awesome. He bought a great uh, Waluigi. No. Wario He hat. was in search of Mario merch or Wario merchandise. Wario merch. Seemed maybe a little disappointed a little by the offer. disappointed. Yeah. It was pretty slim pickings. Yeah. Um, amazing. Well, thank you again so much for watching and listening to this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Kit and Krista to get tons of benefits and be part of our Patreon-only Discord and to support this show that hopefully you love. Um, What else? Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you are listening on audio to this podcast, please give us a five-star review. Oh, you're doing it. Please. You're doing it. The five-star review. Five-star reviews, please. Yes. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. Okay. That's all. We're wrapping it up for today. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.